0: Welcome to Cook in the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point through the good times and the bad and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cook in the Books. This week on the podcast, we had hospitality royalty, chef Ian Curley, former head chef of The Point at Albert Park and the European in the CBD, both here in Melbourne. He was classically trained in the kitchens of London's finest. He now has his own restaurant called The French Saloon, also Kirk's Wine Bar, as well as a consultancy company called Exec Chef. Ian was part of the Brit Pack that come come to Australia in the 90s from the UK, which changed the culinary scene forever. I really feel like Ian is very proud of where he comes from, but equally as proud of what he's achieved, only rightly so. After 35 years in the kitchen, he's looking to step away from the past to spend more time with his wife and children. It was fantastic to sit down and talk to Ian. He's old school, which I love. Straight talking and you know where you stand. But equally, he realises that he's got to move with the times, which is what keeps him so relevant today. He's a great guy who really believes in giving back. I hope everyone enjoys this. This week, as always, we are brought to you by City Larder, the charcuterie specialists specialising in terrines, pâtés and rillettes. City Larder are now taking on new stockists in the build-up to Christmas. If you're interested in stocking Australia's finest charcuterie in your retail store or food service business, you can get in touch with Rebecca via the website or social media. Now, over to the show. Ian, thank you very much for doing this. Bobby,
1: good to see you, mate. Yeah, mate. How'd, how'd you go last night?
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. What'd you eat? We had, I tell you what I thought was the highlight for me was the duck. We had the duck castle oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. um Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I tell you what was awesome as well, the service. The, yeah, room, yeah. the room's fantastic. The yeah. service was great. Really friendly, not over the top.
1: Good. It's got a good energy. And yeah. it's the whole thing about that saloon type of thing. And I know it sounds... People go... Why would you call it the saloon? Because it should be something relaxed where you walk in and you go, hey, how are you going? But they're, they're everybody knows and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: it was. But you know as well, I, I got off the bus on L- Lonsdale. I think yeah. it's on Lonsdale. Come down, I come on down. that la- bus?
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, it's, it's so yeah. northern. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was talking to Don. We had a dinner with Donovan Cook last week and he was talking so, so Hull, And I was like, mate, you northerners, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> yeah. so, the bus. Yeah. yeah. If you said to anybody, I got off the bus, that in Australia go the what? Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. then we come down, kept on going on, hang, on the left and come down that alley, you know, yeah. and like the smell of prawns. Yeah, and, yeah. It, I was like, am I in Spain? I thought yeah, I was like, well, like in Cadiz no, or something. It's, it's,
1: it's a good it's a good one, Hardware Lane. It's getting better What's and better. What's it called? That, hardware like, Lane. Hardware so Lane, yeah, So we are yeah. very lucky to have that corner spot and uh, yeah, that was the reason. When I was at the European, it was always to be I needed something to lock me in for the rest of my for my cooking days, because I thought I was going to be at the European a while. So five yeah. years, we've been looking for a space. And after five years, we found that. So he's taken... It's taken a couple of years to get it up to running, but now I always said I wanted a pub, a wine bar, or a restaurant, and luckily I got all three next door yeah, to each yeah. other. So I'm I'm blessed there. Yeah. So I love it. You know? uh,
0: yeah, it was a phenomenal like, that mm. feeling of walking mm. down, and it was the first warm yeah. day, day yeah, we had right. really yeah. yesterday. It was just started the, coming yeah. through. Good energy
1: and Melbourne. So uh, once the finals are on, and because the end of football always signifies the start of the races, yeah. and then the whole of Melbourne starts picking up again because the football's finished. And uh, I mean, as soon as Richmond or Collingwood. I go out like everybody says, okay, we're going to spend our <laughs> <that> money anywhere <laughs> Else, anyway, yeah, so it's yeah, good, like yeah. That, you know? but
0: again, the food was fantastic. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was, beautiful. No, what was what's the I can't remember what it's called, and it's uh, no, me, what, but the um, yeah. like the large profiterole
1: yeah, this grand shoe, yeah, 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 that was awesome. Yeah, they're, they're the, the, my uh chef there, Todd, he, and and the crew, all of them themselves, but Todd especially, they do that. And we, for us, it's more about you want to have a bit of fun with uh, with your food as well. I mean, I. I this food, I mean, so, I mean, they're so serious. A lot of places are so serious. You know, I was talking, you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts about the guy who was over at Noma, and he's talking about stuff. And I'm, like, what is, I've been cooking thirty five years. I've, I, there's stuff there I've never even heard of. Yeah. You kind of go, wow, that le- that's a different level of intensity. Yet one of my great friends, Fergus from St John. We sit and get drunk and then he, he takes it to the other level where it's like the simplicity of like boiling a ham hock and you go, well, there you go. Yeah, How good a is that? A mustard yeah, or something. That's it. You yeah, kind of yeah. go, well, that, so the, the great parameters of what, of what our career is, you kind of go, wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. 100%. So, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Yeah. It, it,
0: it, horses for courses. Well, right, right, I'm glad you had a good night. Yeah, it was yeah. phenomenal. Awesome. Listen, I want to get straight into this sure. and ask you straight up, what makes a good chef?
1: I think I think there's a there's a misconception about what chefs are. I mean, I, and I see I see this, and especially with chefs who write books and stuff like that. And which is not to say it's bad that they write books, but I I always look at people who turn around and like write books about their their philosophy and stuff like that. I mean, they're chefs. I mean, at the end of the day, okay, Reni Redzepi can write a book. And you kind of go, okay, trying to get inside his mind and stuff like that. But I see books on on shelves about people talking about their their career and their struggle, and I'm like, I don't know. To, to me, it doesn't really work like that. You never go into college knowing how to cook. So you go to college, like we do in Britain. You go yeah, to yeah, college. That... You're as green as everybody else. I, the only reason I went to college was it was kind of like a social thing. I thought I was hopeless at school. I'd, I'd already been to a, a young offenders uh, prison, and I and I thought I've got. I want to get away from this. So for me, it was like. I wanted to be equal to the the middle class kids who were at school and stuff. Like that. And once we put the white jacket on, I was the same as them. It wasn't like uh, I was poor or they were rich. It was like, we're all sort of idiots together, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So I think but you're not trained into s- across everything. It used to be that you, you, could, you could just cook and it was it was okay. You'd get a review and everybody was happy and people used to say, oh, you know, good good restaurant, and the reviewers would send people into your restaurant. Well, now it's all changed now with social media and the like. So a good chef these days needs to know his accounting, needs to understand how to deal with staff and also how to deal with the, the everyday trials and tribulations what what's happening out there at the moment because, you know, you can't be that person that you, you were... Fifteen years ago, or even ten years ago, I yeah. mean, because it's all changed. The, the whole, culture, you mean? Oh, incredible! Yeah. I mean, I like, I look back on the things that I did when I was at places like Rhubarbs or at the Point, when I was a completely different person to what I am now. And I think it all comes down to kids. And Agle, I say it all you know. the time now is like, you cannot go in and like give it to somebody about poached eggs and like overcooking a piece of salmon if you've been dancing to the Wiggles with your kids in the morning. <laughs> so it just doesn't it doesn't tra- traverse. I don't yeah, know yeah. how. I, I also, am,
0: it, it's someone else's kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's someone else's baby. Yeah. That's yeah. the way I look
1: at it. That's Everyone. It. Now. Yeah, and so, I mean, and my kids have incredibly mellowed me out from the simple fact that, like, you get that different kind of patience now because, like, I'll say, there'll be some mornings when I'll say good morning to the kids, they don't speak to me. Oh, because, you know, they want to speak to their mum. And you kind of go, now, if I was thin-skinned, you go, oh, you know what, Why am I doing all this for? you? I just go, oh, well, it is what it is. And then that's, I think my industry has given that to me, where the industry is sort of, because you kind of go, oh yeah, whatever. I mean, the people that need the big self-gratification and say, oh, that meal was amazing, chef. They shouldn't be in, in hospitality. It should be the people that care when someone said they didn't like it. And you go, really? Why? And you kind of like, have a look at it themselves. I always used to say, have a look at the plates that are coming back from the restaurant that they have got food on them and see why they, you know, they haven't done it. Yeah. You see it in the eye for it and you go, it's not cooked enough. And, and it's amazing when it comes back to the restaurant and they go, oh, they didn't, they didn't say anything, but they didn't like it. You go, well, why didn't they say something? So they should say, I mean, people out there should go, oh, I want the it to cooked more or whatever Whatever it may be, yeah, 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 yeah. Because nothing worse than food coming back and then people go away and go, it's too expensive and they don't know how to cook. You yeah, know? yeah. Because so we all so get it wrong now and again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> more, more times or not. So. <laughs> but my, uh, you know, but as I... Back to your other, your question, what makes a good chef? I, pre- I think it's pretty much got to be everything now. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm lucky in the fact that I love cooking. I love all, all the aspects of it. But I actually love the fact of what it's given me as a person as to be able to live in a decent house, you know, be- three beautiful kids um, from where I came from in Coventry. It's just given me everything. And also you've got to be able now to adapt to different situations. If you're doing a charity dinner or you're doing a TV show or, you know, signing a book deal or you're going out to talk to a large crowd of people like, doing a TED Talk and all that sort of stuff. I mean, chefs have been notoriously terrible. They're sort of like social spastics, if you like. They're just standing... They're like staying in the kitchen and just drinking beer. If you want to get to the next level now and you go to any level after that, you've got to be across all of that. You know what I mean? I've been touch wood I've been incredibly blessed to, to meet some really good people who've given me some good pointers things look for like media and all that sort of stuff and you kind of go okay and you pick up these things I mean there are cur- I reckon there are curves that you get offered positions and you know everybody gets offered a money job or you get offered a job overseas and you've got to think to yourself what comes at the end of that So you turn around, okay, you get offered a job in Spain, for example, you think, oh, I can't speak the lingo. And a boy from Coventry going to Spain, you go, it's not going to work for me. But the actual progression was to go to London first and then learn from there and then go, okay. And consequently, you end up in Australia. So it's kind of... What's a good chef these days is pretty much everything. Yeah, you've got, got to you've, you've, be well you've, involved in oh, everything. Just you've got to look about you like your charity aspect. You've got to be able to go into newspapers and stuff like that and be able to sort of like talk to somebody. You gotta be able to do podcasts and now you gotta be able to cook online and stuff like that. And yeah. you've got to be the whole thing. I and mean, I, I would doubt I would doubt if any chef well, most of the guys that you would have on your podcast, they will they would have had some sort of media involvement where people have asked them their opinion or all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's crazy. Only the, well, it's only the stupid ones who sort like of say what they really think. And, yeah, you know. I mean, it's like, you know <laughs> like I said to my missus, like, though, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to do this. Uh, the Robbie thing. I said I'm not going to swear because I know that the kids are going to listen to it in years to come. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then, and i and I and I love the fact that like. Yours is so brutal and raw, the podcast, but I I want my kids to go, oh, is that what he's like? Oh, is that what he was thinking? That's why he got to that stage. So it's a little uh, uh, bit about history.
0: Definitely, 100%. And this is one of the reasons... Like I said mm. I've said this before, mm. and I've heard other people mm. say If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, yeah, my son will be able to listen to this. Exactly, go, you know, that's it. He was you giving know? it his all. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He was going, you know, and maybe he could get inspiration from it. Who knows what's going to happen we, tomorrow? We
1: have, we have a really good story about we, we, we. I did this TV show with with the convicts years ago with yeah, these I kids. Some of it. So we did that, and then my kids were in it. Like my three year old was in it running around, and my the 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 now seven year old was um, like just born; she was a year old. So they don't remember it. So just recently, they've been watching Adriano Zumbo's desserts on TV. So my missus said, well, if you're watching reality TV, you should go and watch it yourself. So they put the TV thing on. Of course, the first 20 minutes of it is is me going, 30 years ago, I was in prison. And then the kids went, what? What? They are like, hold on. (laughs) It was like the the biggest thing. They were like, what do you mean? So they had to stop the thing. So Cooper, my 10-year-old, was like, what do you mean you're in prison? And I said, Yeah. I said, what do you think the show was about? She goes, Oh, I thought you were telling telling lies. (laughs) What did you go to prison for? Oh, it was just (laughs) fighting. Fighting and like I've been just a general hoodlum. So essentially, like, I mean, you know what it's like. I mean, we were 16 years old. There was a gang from our our little area in Coventry called Radford. We would like be fighting with the people from Camden. On it it went. So it was just bad. Anyway, but then as I said to my kids afterwards the next day, because it it really plagues them, because they're like, Prison, so I think bad one people, of don't they? Yeah. bad people, them bad people, prison. You know, and one of, I think my middle one thinks I'm cool, but the the eldest is because she's a bit goody too. she's yeah. like, well, why did you do that? And, and you can't. And um, amazing to me, a guy at fifty four having to explain to a ten year old you know things will change in your life you'll see things that, you, that you'll go that's terrible but you, you, honestly I, for me to apologise to my 10 year old I was like look I was a really bad person she was going and what did Nanny Fran say? my mum my oh <laughs> oh having to apologise to you know, I'm am used to them apologizing to me, yeah, as a, yeah, apologizing to my 10-year-old daughter about things I did when I was 16. I'm like, "Oh, I the life of a father." Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. But it
0: just goes to show yeah. like for the reality is mm. everyone can change. Oh, absolutely. What you yeah. were isn't what yeah. you are. Oh, no. you, that, my
1: life in Coventry when I was I mean, my I mean, my the history is we were always clean as kids, right? We were taught always to make your own bed in the morning, yeah. and I loved it. And that's something that holds true to me now. I always make my own bed, no matter what. It's not like, you know. But then we were always clean. The house was always clean. My mother tried her best, but she was on the Social Security. So yeah. we, we, we had nothing. And I think that's probably, that's come back to me now, was where I appreciate... You know if i've got a laptop or i've got a nice like a nice bag or whatever i i, I love the respect of that what it is i like good things like for example i only like you using good knives and stuff like that because you appreciate when you've had nothing to having something as opposed and you know you kind of go yeah we like going on holiday to good places as opposed to we don't do caravan parks and stuff like that and it's good for some people yeah. but i remember what it was like in coventry having nothing and i was saying to my my kids the other day they were argument about one of them couldn't find their gloves or something. For and I said we used to have to get a boiled egg, hold the boiled egg, and we'd hand, pass it from hand to hand until we got to school, and then we'd eat the egg for breakfast. And they were like, Bloody "Wow, hell. you are that poor. I don't know we were that poor." But I, I said it was hardly Oliver Twist, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But it was like you know. I love the egg. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I said, and, he, and he, because you just didn't have gloves, you just didn't, you just didn't do it. And it was and it was cold, and and but also. We were walking to school when we were eight and nine. There, do you
0: remember? Do you remember putting your? um Did you do this? Well, we did this. Mm, so we'll talk mm, about the other. Mm. Did you have put carrier bags? My yeah, yeah, carrier yeah. bags yeah. on yeah. your socks. Yeah, that's and right. And then your trainers on yeah, the socks. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and, and that's the thing. And we would walk to school. There's no way. My, there's no way w- w- would I, my, me and my mess- well, I, I wouldn't care so much, but my my ten year old. There's no way that she would walk to school. It's two blocks. She could get the train and walk. There's no way that would happen now because we've become this. Because of things like Madeline and McCann and stuff, you just oversee it now. You can't yeah, yeah, you're yeah, so protective sure. of, of your kids, and you kind of go, "Wow." You yeah, 100.
0: percent It's funny you say that because, yeah. again, having a, having a son, and I kind of like take my hat off to my parents to the, the amount of freedom mm. they give yeah. me. You know, yeah. like, I would go out in the woods. And exactly. I'm sure, you know, I'd be yeah. gone. Just come back for especially yeah. the six weeks holidays. Yeah. Come back at you know for your lunch. I'd be out at like seven eight. crack of dawn. Out. I'd be. You know? My
1: mother would shout from the step. Oi, dinner! <laughs> yeah. If you're not in now, you're not getting any. You know, you go yeah. like that. And then the whole street would be, and everybody would be going, oh, it's time. And everybody was sort of yeah. like round about the same time, man. Those long English summers where you used to go out yeah, and play football yeah. all day and kicking the footy around. You know, I've got a garden out there. And my kids are like, what's that green stuff? I said, that's grass love, you know.
0: <laughs> get you know? out there. Get out there. Get Put it.
1: your iPad down and get out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah.
0: Where did you actually train?
1: So I was born in Coventry. So yeah. I was in Coventry. There's a college there called Henley College. So I, I, I was at that time so the the good the short story is I was at I left school I didn't have any education I had a good education I've always been pretty good with general knowledge but then I ha- did my exams and I ended up on a work for the dole scheme it was like a youth opportunities program so at that time with Thatcher's Britain you couldn't really get a job because there was she was closing all the factories down so in the factories that she was closing down they were converting them and they were giving Young Herberts like me, the chance to go and paint things, and like they were supposed to give you experience. So you get these, um, so you the, the youth opportunities program. So you go in and you paint the um, windows of these factories. And it was supposed to give you experience, so that if you did see a job that you applied for, you had this experience. So I remember being in the carp. Oh, I think it was the it was the, it was more the maintenance thing where you did the painting, and it was an old factory, old Herberts factory, and then they would. You had to polish the floorboards and paint the floorboards and it was a massive old factory. So you paint the things and there was a sewing bit where the girls and all that like, who couldn't get a job they were in as well. And then a maintenance thing and you do the painting and then you'd wander around. And that was good for about a year, but then your year was coming up and they'd say, Right, you've got to go and um you've got to move to a different department. So then they, for some reason, and I don't know why I did this, but they, I ended up in the Calypso, the steel drum making thing. For, so from Coventry, like it's a, like, you know, it's a very black population and stuff like that. And there was a guy there called Vic, who was the like the Calypso, Calypso king making drum making thing. So you'd have the Notting Hill Carnival, and it was like it was a big deal. Like people would come in there. You see him all the time in the newspaper. I thought, oh, this is okay. Yeah. so I went in there but then I didn't realise how much harder work it was <laughs> banging out these drums right so you'd be there and you go what do I do with this? He goes well just keep banging it so you done that, <laughs> I'm like 16 and I'd already I'd done six I'd done my little thing in Youth Offenders thing so I'd come out to this thing and I was like okay so I was banging on this, these drums and I was thinking well this isn't my life this is not what I want to do like the Calypso King Curly no it's not for me <laughs> so I thought well what's the alternative and there was there was the canteen so we every day we used to get like a cup of tea and um and toast and some beans or whatever and it was subsidized but then we, the, the the thing with the youth opportunities job, and I remember it used to be like five pounds fifty five or eleven fifty or what it was on the doll, but you used to get twenty five pounds if it was uh, you were working on this job scheme. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay. So we used to go to the canteen. That's a week, right? Yeah, yeah. a week. So <laughs> yeah, twenty five quid a week. So yeah, <laughs> so they, they said, why don't you go in the canteen? I'm like, okay. All right, yeah. So I went in the canteen and there was a guy there called Martin and he tra- he'd trained at uh, Henley College, which is the college in Coventry. And he said, look, if you want to meet girls and you want to travel, you should learn to cook. I was like, really? Because my dad's a bus driver. So, he, And uh, I said, he said, why not? He said, why don't you give it a go? So I said, all right. Well, So he got me in at Henley College. Now, because I'd, I'd had a bad start and I'd already been to the Young Offenders, he had to vouch for me. So... I went up and I met the um, the head uh, of Henley College with, um, I don't know if I took my dad or I might take Martin. So Martin f- the, from the canteen came with me and he said, right, okay. So I said, oh, I want to do it. He goes, you sure? So I said, yeah. I said, well, yeah, why not? Cause it, and, you know, it was all new and people walking around. and why, I, I was thinking, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, he said, okay, we'll give you the opportunity. So he said, you've got to save... I think it's 1500 pounds or whatever it was he said but if you save your 1500 pounds because i was an older student by then i was about 18 by then yeah so i said okay so i saved that i got a part-time job working at the trust house 40 at the post house and i did that and then from the, from i and i can say this to you hand on heart now from the time that i the time i walked into it, i knew this was it yeah. so you kind of get in there you go yeah this is it and whether or not it was the discipline and you know i remember structure yeah i think and i think that's why a lot of if you like the the, the naughty people end up in hospitality because they like the thing of being told listen you need to be here by 10 o'clock tomorrow or else you don't get paid or and that's the thing yeah, yeah. i remember we had to wear the big tall hats and the uh, neckerchief and i remember having to starch we honestly we would buy a bottle of starch uh, spray starch for these these hats and we used to put them over over an old cornflake box and then stand them up and then spray them and then iron it on the cornflake box just to make it that la So we had all these starch hats and the girls had the flat ones but then we at the chefs sort in there and I, I remember for those two years of having those things and it's probably the last time I actually wore a hat, I was actually at college yeah. and from there. So but I loved it. I, I loved every part of it. I loved. I loved the whole way. The fact that I was working at the at the post house and going to college, you know, girls. I mean, my first, you know, my first true love was was there. I mean, you know, it was like wow, you know, girls. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, you know, better class than me. Her dad owned a pub. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. So, but um,
0: and you fell in love with it, simple as that. Yeah,
1: you do, and you also you do because it's addictive, it's, isn't it? It's addictive. Well, it's everything because you can go on holiday with it. You can take, you know, you can go somewhere. you... You know, and also now, the great thing now is, of course, with social media, it's all so small. I I mean, you know, I get to know Fergus, Angela Hartnett, you know, people in America, you know. And it's like, I've been very lucky to be able to do what I wanted to do in the industry and go, okay, it's been fantastic. So for me, I just think our industry is amazing. Yeah, me too. You know, there are certain parts of it you kind of go, but you can see... You can see the people who are not going to make it and the people who don't, who don't appreciate it. It's um, the attitude,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Like, attitude
1: is the, huge. Yeah. I mean, I was out last night at the dinner. On half the table, I knew everybody. And on the other half, I knew none of them. And it's kind of like... And I thought, maybe it is. I'm getting old. I don't know that other half now. It used to be a time when I knew everybody. Yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> so, for me... Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. For what it is, and um, I think it's uh, we're blessed to have that, and you know, I'm very lucky.
0: How do you, How do you think the training differs from now, from like then and now?
1: I th- I, the problem with the training thing is you, it's now become such a business of like training young kids, like as in yeah. TAFE or yeah. college, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it also means that they've got to try the old one size fits all. I mean, I remember when in Coventry, the kids who were there, they all sort of worked at the three and four star hotels and they're kind of like you do the same sort of thing and you kind of you talk about what a bechamel was and a veloute, and so-and-so's got an eye filler on the menu and all that sort of stuff now because catering's so vast you've got people that you're trying to train who that you know they're never going to make it and they're doing it because they've been sort of forced into it there's nothing else yeah so they're, they're setting a curriculum for these kids that. Well, they're not going to work at the nomas and, and all that of this world because, but they've got, that's fine. But they've got to set something for somebody to say, this is a tomato. This is what you do with a tomato. So for the people who are going to go on to the, the bigger and better things, you've got to push yourself to get there. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I would have, like, for, for what they were teaching me at Henley, was like, okay, it was a good base level. They talked about hygiene and health and hygiene and, and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, machinery isn't yeah. it of, like don't don't yeah. stick your hand in the, no, in the mixer right. yeah. and all don't, that kind do of thing. Not, yeah this is a mincer don't yeah. try and put your finger in it yeah, oh, yeah. thank you why is yeah. that oh you know but then i remember the first thing we did was a reese pilaf and a and a volute and, a, and all you kind of go well okay and from there and at the end of it you get to eat it yeah. you know yeah. but then i was saying to somebody the other day when i was working in london you, i couldn't afford to eat to do anything else other than work in london because you know, you'd eat at the staff canteen, and you would like you would go back at the end of your thing and go back to the staff canteen. And if they saw you, you going, oh, you've already had one meal, because living in London, you were in a bedsit, or if you weren't, you were staying at one of the uh, look like on the hostel, and that was that was your life. Now you look at the apprentices nowadays. I mean, I've got apprentices now: blades, phone, car, girl. I'm like, <laughs> Whoa, wow, look at yeah. what happened. When did all this happen? And yeah. then I remember being on. I think £110 pounds was like when I first moved to London. You know, you translate that now. I'm paying my apprentices like 700 bucks, and I'm like, 700 bucks? I could do so much. Yeah, I, could, yeah. I could rule the world on 700 <laughs> <Yeah>. bucks. <laughs> back
0: then, yeah, <laughs> then. Yeah. Where was it you were working in London?
1: I, we, I, I essentially moved from Coventry down to a place called the Complete Angler in Marlow. Yeah. And uh, from the complete Angler Marlow, we moved to London so from there. So we went to the Hyatt Carlton Tower in London where I met Jeremy Strode. Who Jeremy was on the source of a guy called Steve Zabo, who was up in Queensland. And um, w- when we originally, then later on in life, w- was just myself, Zabo, Dean Cambray, Michael Lambie, and somebody else. We ended up being the so-called Brit Pack that came over here yeah, at and, that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember Jeremy Jeremy was at the Hyatt Carlton Tower then, and he was he was the first first year. He was the first commie like I was, and same as he was. So, so
0: what year is this?
1: This would be, this could be eighty four, eighty two, round about then. Oh, right. Because right. Okay. So I remember punk rock had happened, and we were all going out to Red or Dead and buying clothes and stuff. Red like. or Dead, Red or Dead in London yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So, we were in London, and it was good time then because. It was it was the Marco explosion. Marco was happening. I was working for a guy when I left Carlton Tower. I went to the Savoy. I worked for a guy called Gary Hollyhead there, and Gary Hollyhead went on to then do, do Sutherland's, which was a really smart fine dining restaurant in Soho. But then I he was uh, he was quite mad.
0: Exciting times was that really? X- yeah,
1: fantastic. Because you'd open yeah. the Caterer. Oh well, you'd open the standard, and then you were getting written about. Like Gary Hollyer was getting written about in this his new Soho thing. He got a Michelin star, and was like, "Wow!" And then when you start talking about Michelin, but you've got to remember, there wouldn't
0: have been many Michelin back in them days, will
1: there? No, no. So what? And but I was a boy from Coventry, so we we egg and chips and with tomato sauce was was it for me. So when you're talking about when we were at the Hyatt Carlton Tower, it was a one it was a one star Michelin at the Chelsea Room, and we, and it was just. It was just fantastic. Like you go in there, you know, you, you lock you go and get your laundry, you have it in, you get changed. These are good guys. Your like, laundry you're on about
0: your jacket and yeah, that right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go down the, yeah. the it'll be all, jacket on all hanging on hook. up on the hooks, yeah. You yeah, go, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: this is great, cool. And you got paid and then I, I, and I remember it vividly to this day that if you recommended a friend. You got fifty pounds uh, if they were still there three months later, so I was telling everybody, like, <laughs> "Come, come the Hyatt Carlton Tower," and, 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 you, and that. But when that fifty quid came in, you're like, "But beauty, yeah, bonus!" And course. you go, "Out you go." And then, so the Hyatt was fantastic, and, and it was straight shifts. So you do early one week and late the week after. Oh, that's good. And then, that was fantastic. And then, but you had to do. Like a, a week in the chinoiserie once every um, once every four weeks which was like all the first year all the first commies used to have to go down there. all the demi chefs used to go down in the chinoiserie which was making club sandwiches but it was in a really tight space and I remember it was the shift that you went oh, I'm on the chinoiserie next week and it was like oh dear so you could come in and all of a sudden you'd have uh, Eight club sandwiches and you were in it, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. would go, "Oh God!" I, I was on a oh. sandwich section as well. Yeah.
0: Ro- and not, club sandwich roast yeah. be and yeah, yeah, gravy yeah. sandwich. Oh. Man, you'd be in the ah, shit. and I'd
1: be in it all the time, and you kind of go and they'd and they'd have these cooks who were down there Monday to the Friday, and they used to belittle you because you'd be upstairs doing a fricassee of lobster and cucumber under in, in the one star, yeah, and then you go downstairs you're in the cu- and you and you you'd be in it, you'd be in it with a making a sandwich. You go, "Yep." Yeah. That's a great leveller. It was yeah, a great yeah, leveller.
0: Yeah. But you forget mm. to get the butter out. Butters oh, rock said, hard and you're and like, fuck, check them yeah,
1: out. I the I said, so I used to go up and they'd have all this, uh, they'd have all the prep upstairs. So you'd have the sliced cheese, the tomato, yeah, and you yeah. had about two hours in the morning to go and get all that ready. So me, I'd go upstairs trying to you know, try and get as much as I could and then go around the other sections and go, yeah, I'm going to need a bit of that and steal <laughs> a bit of that. Then they'd come down and go, you got my mustard? No, no, not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I was a boy from Coventry. So, so I was a bit adept at that so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the Hyatt was fantastic a, a, a French chef called Bernard Go fantastic and then for some reason I left there and went to Savoy and Savoy was a di- completely different thing it was like it was a big regime out there there was about 90 chefs different sections and all that sort of stuff different so, kitchens as well oh it's big it's just been renovated and, and Edelman the chef there he had his uh, he, had, he was the first one to have a chef's table in his office I think yeah, so nice. they were all trying to compete with Mosinman because Mosinman had it all going Anton on Mosulman, back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. he had it all going on back there and you know because he was like he was hitting a bit at the Dorchester and stuff like that so we went to Savoy, and I was like, "Okay, it just wasn't me." It was like the the the, co- the Hyatt had been one star for a reason. It was like they did things really well. Like they had Jeremy. I'm not going to say about Jeremy. He was such so clean. He was such a clean freak. He'd come in half an hour early, scrub, wipe the benches, make sure all the boards were tidy. He had everything. He was so boxed off. He was very clever. Yeah. The Savoy was just big brutal like lots and lots of mise en place and it was like stuff and I'd never seen people like using vitamin C to keep stuff green because yeah. it was in the fridge for longer and I was like what's all this about the, we, we didn't at the hire. we never used Glad wrap. at the end of the day the fridge was almost empty so they might put a tea towel over something if they want to keep the meat from there but you didn't wrap it in Glad Gladwrap Bernard, Bernard was like no nah, Glad wrap. what is this stuff you know yeah
0: yeah so t- it would have been pretty new back in them days well, well. that's right yeah, and yeah. also
1: it was only when we'd we'd moved from the heart can tell to the Savoy when they were t- talking bit people like Marco and all that sort of stuff and it was that, that the whole new generation of you know of those chefs who were coming through of like probably taken off the shackles of what the French were doing and it was like okay oh we're going to stand up for ourselves I mean everybody's got Marco stories and then, and, and that time when, when I met him I was like well I was petrified of the man you were you know, yeah and now I see him in, in Australia all the time. We have a laugh, and you know, we did a cooking thing together in Singapore recently. And he, I always argue about the fact how he made his money and all that sort of stuff, and about the fact that he, that he uses master stock stuff now and all that. And I think well, so. Back then, there's no, there was, it would be impossible for him to turn around and say, Yes, I'm using this in my, in my kitchen at Harvey's or, you know, or Cafe New Rail. Or or whatever, or, there's yeah. no way would he be there. But now, as thing goes on, and that's the way about, back to your original question, people adapt to what, what's in front of them. If someone's going to put a million-dollar check in front of you and say, are you going to say that you use this at, uh, at Box Street, Oakley, you're going to go, for a million dollars? Yeah, I'd do that. And I'll even use go, it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he was using these, like, thing when we did this thing, because I had a pepper sauce recipe, he had a pepper sauce recipe. Anyway, we were just talking about the same thing, and then we ended up like, we just did this dish. They pretty much tasted the same, but he's getting paid a million dollars for yeah. it, whereas I'm not. You know, mm-hmm, well, there yeah. you go. So, it who's d- the mug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, mm. did,
0: was it my... You know sauce, Bois Boudin? Is it yeah. Bois, is it
1: well, I thought it was a roux thing. Was it a roux thing? I thought it was a roux thing, because okay. I love it. And I was talking yeah, about I love this... I well. uh, I was talking... This is one of the things I was talking to Donovan about last week. So, Bois Boudin goes well with chicken wings. It's just amazing. And yeah. you sit there and you just go, yep, fantastic. And the fact is, olive oil. And, you know, you're supposed to be able to... I think the classic way is that you're supposed to... The tomato and the shallots are supposed to hold your fork up in it. Oh, so right. it should be, yeah, So it's got to yeah, be yeah. that thick. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But I remember working in those kitchens in London. You'd be chopping shallots, and if they weren't good enough, in the stock they went. Yeah, I've been mean, there, yeah. And exactly. you kind of go, okay. And I, is is that the way to go back now, or is it more your creatives like, you know, your Dan Hunters up, in, up at Bray, you kind of go, wow, the, the stuff they're doing there. I mean, if you'd have said parsnip and white chocolate ice cream... Back then, they'd have looked you and slapped you around. Yeah, <laughs> Well, you wouldn't, have allowed, you wouldn't have been able to do it. You wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. able to do it. So, But, yeah, I think, yeah, the Hyatt was fantastic. And then for some reason, then I went to the Savoy and I was doing some other casual jobs at different places just to live. And so we'd, I'd done some, you know, working at some more restaurants like, you know, Marquisine and all that sort of stuff. And I worked with a good friend of mine, Russell, who was a sous chef at the Savoy. And he sort of took me over there. The Savoy was hard. It was just tough. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah. And what, where did you go after that?
1: Uh, I went after that... Uh, essentially, I, then I, I pretty much headed over to... Just went to France for a while. Yeah. Just to bum around. But nothing nothing overly special. The problem is, when you got... I'm from Coventry. I've got. A sm- I'm, a, I'm a smartass. So anybody's going to burn something, I'm going to say Joan of Arc to the French. They don't like it because they think she's a patron saint. We know her as a witch. So, and that's the thing. And I explained about the war that we turned up, and, 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 they, and they and they don't get that. So they, so. You know, smart-ass from Coventry in a, in a Paris kitchen was never going to last very long. So yeah, yeah. in the end, I, was making, I wasn't was making burgers, but it was, it was the next step up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so then I thought, okay. So I went back to London. I was working for a friend. And then the Hyatt had asked me if I wanted to go to Australia to open Max's, the so-called fine dining restaurant at the Grand Hyatt here. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay. They send you photos of um, the meter girls up in Brisbane. And you go, well, or the Gold Coast. You go, hey. <laughs> you you, i've been doing like doing 16 hour days working with people like gordon and marco doing casual and stuff and they give you give you that you go okay where do i sign up (laughs) so had an interview at the hire again because i I had we left on pretty good terms and then um they said right okay off it comes and you know so i I came over here so but at the savoy i met donovan like donovan cook from who's here now so at that stage you can't, and that's the great thing about our industry. You can remember somebody you haven't, you, you haven't seen him for thirty years, yeah. and if they're still in the industry, you go, okay, yeah, I knew he was going to be okay. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. it's like a badge of honor of how how long you can stick it out for. And it's like never see you know you see people now who are now selling wine or you're selling you know dry goods for a certain company going okay. And I, I don't look at them as a failure, but it's kind of like am I the smart one or are they the smart one getting out? Yeah, I get out? it I told you know?
0: No, no I taught, So they're coming to
1: go, and I love the. The one where you get in an uber and they go oh, i used to be a chef or i am i'm a chef <laughs> i'm like really yeah. <laughs> you're driving uber smart guy here's me going well i'm off for another th- like three days away where i'm you know in yeah. it but yeah, anyway yeah.
0: you've had the opportunity to work with a lot of great chefs As you yeah, good good fun what who really stands out who's the one that you've gone you know he was just unbelievable when you look back i, back. I think
1: f- for the simple fact for what he did and, and the way he does things, it, I would have to say Fergus for the simple fact he's got Parkinson's. He carries on regardless. you know, he, enjoys, he enjoys a drink far too often. But he, he lives life because like it's is his last part of it. But also taking food back to its natural state. I mean, it's a bone marrow. Yeah. Bone marrow on toast, parsley salad, you go, how cool. I mean, okay, if, if it's his or if it's not his or somebody's done it. He made it famous, no yeah, matter what. That's right, and also you sit and talk to Ferguson, and, he, and he'll give you the time of day. He's like, "Oh yeah," he'll sit down, he'll have a glass of wine, whether or not you're a garbage collector or you're, you're not. Yeah. It's like you kind of go, "Okay." And I've I lost count the amount of times I've been at St John, and how many, how much? I mean, I've done things with him in Singapore and you know all over the world, and I like that part of like not. I don't really do the hero thing very well, or not in cooking anyway, but I, I also I look at things and go, that's pretty cool that you can go to St. John. You sit down to Ferguson there and you go, oh, Ian, you, know, we sit and you, you have a bottle of wine together and you chat and you catch up, and then same with his partner, Trevor. Um, Mitch Tonks was good, the uh, fisherman down in, um, down in Devon. He was fantastic. He came over for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, phenomenal. He was uh, really good into it wanted to be busy so it wasn't what he would go out for lunch come go to out for lunch at cumulus come back push on and go i just saw this thing at cumulus can we do something like this tonight and you go fantastic you know yeah, yeah. Still, he was great. still enthusiastic yeah oh, i'm not and i think that's the thing yeah all the cooks who who i know and like they're still enthusiastic yeah, so yeah. angela hartnett she was good fun she was good fun the first time she came over she wasn't good fun because she they, wasn't no no she came over as part of um she came over as part of a, there was a women doing the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. I think she had too much on, so she came over. And for the life yeah. of me, I thought she was Welsh. She's not Welsh. They're Northern Irish. But wow. I, was call, I was calling her Yacky Dar and all that. I'm taking them at Mickey, and I was giving her like calling her Shirley Bassey and all that sort of stuff. And she didn't. Well, she obviously got it, but she didn't really get it. So then, so the first time I met her, it was it wasn't friction, but she was like. The thing with angela is she weighs you up pretty quickly and you imagine what she's done when she was working with gordon and yeah. how many of those people that she would have like gone, gone through here yeah. we go yeah. and also here's another smart ass from coventry so gone, yeah. oh, here you go so then i got to know her via mitch tonks who's got the seahorse and stuff and we did a sort of dinner together and she was fantastic from then she went oh you're not you're not that idiot that I think you are. So Did she say then, that? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Good, aren't I? And then when she was over here at Christmas this year, we caught up and we had breakfast together, and it was just fantastic. And it's just, you know, and that, that was good. And she's. I mean, there's somebody who's had the longevity to be in the industry as long as you had. You've got to be... There's a special type of toughness yeah. for a woman to be able to stand up for the what, 30, 40 years of doing those kitchens like Ramsey's and doing her own thing in London yeah. and still competing and still on the thing.
0: At the top of the, leg, yeah, top of said, the game. Said, yeah, yeah, The
1: best it was, I said to my brother came over here this year and uh, he was over with his family, so i said to him i've got to go in i'm having breakfast with um, a chef from england so i said we're having breakfast so i said come up we'll meet and we'll go we'll go and play some golf and all that sort of stuff afterwards so it was like it was january so she was just finishing up at the tennis angela was before she was flying back to heathrow so we had breakfast down at kirk's and um, my brother's come around the corner and he's and he's looked at me and he's looked at angela and he's gone angela hartner yeah what he goes I love I love Angela Hartner. So <laughs> I see her on a Saturday morning TV and I'm like, Yeah? And he goes, Angela Hartner. I'm like, relax, mate, it's just Angela Hartner. And she's like, Hello. And I'm, and it was like, it was one of those moments you're gonna go, Oh yeah. He's he's from Coventry, she's from London, I'm over in Melbourne, and you kinda go, Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good stuff. And I think, you know that, And I, I that also, part of it is that industry is Yeah, good.
0: definitely. And I also mm. think we're that like I, I look up to a heaps of chefs, That you mm. know, I, my heaps and heaps of chefs. But when I'm in the presence, I, I feel like I'm. St- it's chef to chef. Do you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm not really that starstruck. I'm. A, no. I'm honoured to meet them, and I'm, yeah. but I'm not like I don't know. Like if other people might see them on telly or whatever and be like, "Oh, it's Angela," Han or whatever. Yeah. But she's still just a chef. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what I mean? Like I, you know I, what she's yeah. been through. I you always know? had
1: this thing that I was never good enough because I was in Coventry. I always thought Coventry. It was sort of like the Midlands. It wasn't London. It wasn't the North. It wasn't you know. Yeah. So. Um, I adapted pretty quickly to any situation I was in. Like, for example, if I was in the kitchen and you were working, I'd, I'd be going, uh, you know, be Northern Robbie or Bell or whatever yeah, yeah. it would be. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, and you'd be the North or, you know, it'd be we've reference to where you come from, right? you know, like. You know, with Matt Wilkinson, for example, it'd be like, you know, A. Barnsley. You know what I mean? Yeah, All about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So you adapt to that situation. And I always thought because whether or not it was my social thing with, with the fact that my, we didn't have any money and my mum and dad were divorced, it was like I never thought I was good enough to be either in the hotels or in the restaurants. I was lucky. So whenever I was in the presence of these like people, I was sort of like thinking, oh, I'm lucky to be here. But then you realize Fergus has got Parkinson's. Angela's had a really hard life as well. And you kind of think, everybody's got a story. And you're thinking, at the end of the day, they're just human. And the mind of some of these people. I listened to him talking about, um, when he was on Desert Island Disc, Rennie, and he was talking about um, like, n- music that I, I liked as well. So we're not that far... In our minds, but he, what he does is completely different to what I do.
0: Well, as you go in through that and you're saying, uh, you know, that's the way he does it. In that, what would you say your style was? What, how would you, you know, what category? <laughs> the only or... way i
1: the only way I'd ever describe the food that I want to serve would be the food that I want to eat. Yeah. So I look at it and go, yeah, I'd want to eat that. So I, I could get a plate in front of me and look at it and go, that, that boost is wrong. Or that's, you can look at it and go, that Quenelle, it's not, it's not a good Quenelle. And you can look at it and go, I wouldn't eat that as a person. Or you go, no, it's not, it's not what I want to do. You know, all right, you just said the function. I mean, a function's a function. You know, cause. you're doing 5,000 meals. Are they going to be perfect? No. But, you know, the first one you do for the photo and the Instagram, yeah, it's great. But the, uh, the rest of it, you kind of go, well, that's that. I think for my style, I, I have no style. I'm from country, but yeah, they, yeah. I think it's just food I want to eat. I, I look at it and I solid I want to, cooking, right? Well, that's it, and also I, think, I think classical. I was trained classically. Yeah, I want to lighten it up a bit, but I still believe that nothing better than good oysters. Yeah, Like yeah, you to yeah. sit there and have a like a bottle of Chablis, beautiful oysters that have been you know done properly, and you kind of go, "That's great." And also, primary produce—the stuff you get—you go, "That's fantastic." You yeah. know, I mean, I. Uh, People who build, you know, poach off a lamb for 14 hours, press it, turn it into something else, and then put a pea on top of it, and then a piece of lettuce, and all you kind of go, eat the lamb, have the lamb first, and then go from it like I, I don't want to go to places that kind of like disguise food into be something else, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll never forget they used to do this. They used to get this pea puree and poach it into a, an acetate bath to turn it back into little peas. I'm like, Nature gave you the pea. Yeah, <laughs> got, it comes in its own little skin. <laughs> yeah. why, why? Why are we doing these little green, like the green caviar things? And they go, oh, because it makes the pea smaller. I'm like, but nature gave you this perfect thing, the, the yeah.
0: pea. Like you say, oysters, you know, Mother Nature's yeah. present. You know, that's it. Like. you
1: kind of go, that—that's food. You know, yeah. We do whipped cod's row and stuff like that, and you know, but yeah, still, I, w-
0: I was going to say that to you. Like, even I felt like, you not know, even eating there last night, the um, saloon that. I still felt like it was classic, like yeah, yeah, solid cooking, but I'd still felt like yeah. it's moved with the times. Yeah,
1: well, we've got steak and chips on. It's our biggest seller. Yeah, but steak, but good rock full. It's the 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 beef is fantastic beef. It's like grown in Australia. It's you know, and it's chips, but the chips that we cook by hand. We don't. I don't. My thing is, for example, there's a good example. I don't like frozen fries. Yeah. It's just taking the easy way out. It's not my thing. Is like. When I, was, when I was a kid, if you, if you worked in a canteen or you worked at a burger bar and all that sort of stuff, you hadn't made it, okay? Hmm. So until a couple of years ago, I was going to get involved in a burger bar, and I pulled out at the last minute, because I remember myself. It's, it's not what I want to do. It's not where I wanted to see myself. I, did, I, did, I don't want Ian Curley to be known as the Burger King. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. That's not what it's about. Yeah. I, want, I want myself to be known as, oh, yeah, he, he enjoyed himself. He had a good career. He's got beautiful kids, you know, fantastic. Yeah. But I'm not work I don't want to work overnight in a burger shop. That's not what I that's not what I did thirty-five years of cooking for.
0: Yeah, and you know what else I find with that is and I'm not knocking anyone or anything I find it really difficult to ask someone to do something that I don't want to do myself. Exactly. Oh, so it'd be hard to yeah. have a burger joint yeah. if I don't really aren't keen on cooking no. burgers. That's so it. why am I going to get someone else? That's the way I look at yeah. it. I find it hard to ask someone to do a job yeah. that I wouldn't do myself. That was drilled into me yeah. as a
1: kid. Tre- Trevor from St. John always said to me, there's got to be a reason why you open a business. He goes, if you're just going to open a ke- another restaurant to make money out of food, it's not, it's not that. St. John has its, has its niche. You've got to have something separate, or there's got to be something special. And it was n- nothing made me prouder than Fergus and Trevor coming to the French saloon and going, Yeah, this is good. You know, they sit there on the balcony, you know, Fergus smoking his head off, Trevor's drunk, everybody was wrapped. And I was like, Yeah, that that to me was like a, that was a, one of the highlights of my life is having them there going, This is fantastic. That's awesome. You know, and you kind of sit there and you go, Yeah this is the reason why I did all this, yeah, you know. Yeah. and also, It was you know, all worthwhile. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. And, you know, the, you forget about the amount of money you plough into restaurants and stuff out, like and kind of go, that's that. And, you know, people come in and they, you know, they put chefs up now on these pedal stools and you kind of go, you know what? I know him, and he's not like that. I mean, you know, I know people are writing books about their story, and I'm like, you're not Nelson Mandela. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's what I feel it, like, mate. You know <laughs> You, know, you, know, you go, really? Mandela. You know, that's it. You're not, you know, yeah, my story, you know, or my, my history, or you kind of go, you know, you go, you know, like, Mark, I mean, I get Marco and all that sort of stuff. He's, a, You know, some people find it interesting. You know, autobiographies of chefs. And you go, really? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Please, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. You know? you, were,
0: you were nine years at the point.
1: Nine years at the point, just before um, that was so, that
0: was that the was, that was a big restaurant at the time, right? That was before yeah. I got here. It's still it's, it's still at growing. that
1: time. It was like hadn't been done properly. So they they had a couple of chefs in there who had started off, and it didn't work out properly. And and there was a management company like a very like. Um, they were trying to run it as a management company. I mean, I think Eldred had started the training there and they wanted to do it a certain way, but then it was Italian owners. So Tony Eldred would want to do certain things of the training and on the hiring and all that sort of stuff and the Italian owners would go, no, nah, that's not the way we want to do it. So it was always a bit of a conflict at that time. But then I took that over as, as it's one of its first chefs and I was there for nine years and, and it was tough. And it was, I must admit... That that made me grow up a lot. You know. Did you I've, think
0: you built your reputation there?
1: I think rhubarbs had started it in Fitzroy, but right. I think yeah, the point was the one where the the critics recognised it. It got two hats in its time and stuff like that, and it was like. But I was I was aggressive there. I must admit, it was an aggressive it was aggressive kitchen. I was working for Italian meat exporters. You know, stock take every Sunday night. You know, drilling your hard on costs, yeah, and yeah, nine, nine shifts a week. Everybody worked nine shifts a week. Splits, you know, you go and long days and stuff like that. And it was like, and I was hard on the staff. And I and I I look back in it now and think, there's no way, I'm, there's no way I, I should have been like that, and, I, and there's no way I I would be like that again. Yeah, but at that How time, you when do you do you you're you in, in that you environment, you so you've got a function room that holds two hundred, you've got a restaurant that holds hundred and fifty downstairs, the cafe. Held four hundred, and then there was a private room that had a hundred. You were trying to run it. You were trying to run it on staff that didn't want to work there, and it was hard. So, you know, some good cooks go through there and stuff like that. But it's like it was hard doing it that way. And I've always wanted to have a brand new kitchen that I could like, like, like you know. Yeah would be great i've never never worked in a well but the european kitchen was horrible but the <laughs> the, the kitchen uh, at the point was awful also horrible i mean you ask scott pickett and andy harmer and all that like, who've been afterwards nothing changed in it it was horrible yeah yeah. 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 but served some good food so, you know some good nights. some good battles with the front of house and stuff like yeah, that. But, yeah you old know, school style but you know old school that's the thing old school you were allowed to do that sort of thing because they they knew it was coming yeah, and it was everybody was into it. Was it was accepted, like, was not yeah, it? Yeah, you shake your hands at the end of service. You know, you give somebody a bollocking and go, you know, not good enough. It was, you shake your hands. The Next day, you start all over again. You get your knees on out. Everybody, sh- you start all over again. Now, you just it just doesn't happen. that way. You, you it just doesn't translate. Why anybody would work fourteen, fifteen hours a day in a kitchen? You know, get get terrified all day. To, the pay's better, but you kind of go. Well, they go, well, why am I doing this again? Yeah, why, yeah. why, why, why would I go and work for somebody like him, who's shouting at me, telling me I'm useless? Well, no, of course, but at that time, yeah, I was doing that.
0: Yeah, and definitely, that's and that's that's the environment that I grew mm, up in yeah. and I trained in, but like why was that why what what's what how, i racked my brain
1: I, I think it's because of the english thing of what we were doing back then when we started off in england i mean the different the french do it a little bit differently but the english but that the people who were revered as the heroes were the people who had like your gordons and your marcos and stuff and they had that training and that british thing was that middle class it was the lower class kids who were coming through like like me and you yeah. who who never we didn't we weren't public school boys who were like, like left eaten and Harrow. It was like yeah, we yeah. were working kids who gone right, and it was, and it was definitely dog eat dog because I remember being in kitchens where people would hide the miz on plaster at the bottom of the potato thing because they knew they were in the stuff. I mean the Savoy, they would wrap up their fondant potatoes and put them at the bottom of a, of the demi and stuff like that so nobody else could get them the next day. so it was like it was you had to get on top of it and like pans spatulas the whole thing and yeah, like yeah. we had two even at the higher we had two pans that were good enough for the carbs liver but they wouldn't go out to another section because if anybody borrowed them and they didn't prove the pans again the carbs liver would stick and you would cop it yeah, and you yeah, go yeah. oh chef and they're not interested yeah. you know and you think all the, you know your people like your mind and wish arts and all that sort of stuff you listen to it's the same thing at that that at that time and especially like places like Marco and across the country, it was the the lower class who were coming through, and they realised that this career it was a career then, and it was dog eat dog.
0: So what are you what are you thinking? You are thinking now, more, less aggressive. Let's just say you aggressive have to people. Be. You Let, can't do are it. You, do yeah. you think there are less aggressive people in general are getting into the industry? Like I don't want to say better people or nicer people. I just mean like you know maybe people that would have gone on to do. Other jobs. I
1: think that people see the TV thing now yeah, and go, yeah. "Wow, oh, this is me." And and a lot of you go, you know, you got your ethnic people who are like, you know, you people who are like your Chinese and your Indians are getting into the thing now, and they're bringing their own thing to it, and their spices, and you go, "That's cool." The problem with it is that the restaurant that I knew twenty years ago is not the same restaurant now. You can't make money out of a thirty-seater restaurant. You know, you need you need other things on top of it. Yeah. So, for example. You know, you need to write a book or a column or, you, you know, you need to know yeah, work. Yeah, you need second in exactly. revenue That's streams. It. Yeah, and yeah, for and sure. And if I was working at French Saloon and Kirk's and stuff, I'd, be, I'd find it very, very difficult to make money. At the moment, I do the consulting and it helps me out and I, and I love it. But if I, was take, if I was the head chef at French Saloon, I wouldn't make any money because yeah. I'd have to pay myself enough to live and that just, it wouldn't sustain me. Yeah. There's no money in food. Yeah, people yeah, keep going yeah. oh you're joking I'm, saying, I'm I'm telling you right now there's no money in food because I have to pay my head chef my sous chef you, if for a restaurant you've got to have sommeliers and stuff like that you, years ago they used to, you could do BYO people used to go to Tansy's and it used to be great you go to BYO take a bottle of wine fantastic cockage oh fantastic yeah yeah You know now natural yeah. wine the whole thing you've got to have people who know all no, about yeah no, yeah yeah, got, yeah and that's the thing my staff go on and on and they're drinking like natural wine I'm like what is this rubbish and they go <laughs> Oh, you don't understand because you're old. I'm like, of course I don't. You know yeah, yeah. that's it. I pay the bills. There you yeah. go. <laughs> but, and then you
0: know. then you then there was ten, 10 11 years at European. European, yes. Yeah, so what a venue that I When I w when I first come to Melbourne yeah. and I and I went there and to be honest, I was I was if I had, I was at Rockpool for five yeah. years, but I would, if I wasn't there, there's a few times when I was having a bit of a rough time at Rockpool. Yeah. You know, you go through pizza, yeah. pizza and Troughs and that. We all do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking I'm gonna go for a job, you know, because it was so Petiviers,
1: yeah, not, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just
0: my bread and butter. I was yeah, like, you know, yeah, I, 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 I loved, loved it. Yeah, and I that's the thing, it's,
1: it's, 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 it's good basic cooking, and it was something that I wanted to eat. So, and I would sit, I, I do it now, and I, I eat in my restaurants. So I have lunch and dinner in, uh, in my restaurants at least once a week in all of them. So, I'd sit there and go, okay, that's what it is. Uh, and I don't want it, I would hate to see, I mean, things like Sherville. I mean, how many times, I, I forget how many bunches of Sherville I've seen picked in my time. You never use a whole bunch of shell. <laughs> so you, you see it picked, you see the apprentice picking it and broad beans that have been potted. But you'll see, you've, you finish a dish and there'll be about half a dozen broad beans left over because they haven't put it on. They'll bin the broad beans. I'm like, either eat them or put them on the dish. You know, yeah, that's my yeah, little yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah but then yeah the European that was fantastic for 11 years I was there did you
0: do the whole thing
1: mm, yeah the whole thing yeah. so we, I started a venue. for people who yeah. don't know it's yeah. like it's
0: got the night it's got <laughs> yeah. the, the restaurant yeah. To yeah, it's the, got a the restaurant it's got a city wine shop city, which then is fun. Have, I love yeah. city wine shop yeah, which is we, you know yeah. you can just grab a bottle yeah. you, take it away whatever yeah
1: that's a good that's a, good, that's a great one then they've got then the, the middle floor, floor. yeah then there's a supper club upstairs supper club and then again yeah it's a full night out yeah it's a full night out yeah it's fantastic
0: sit outside on that front of parliament it's just beautiful so
1: some someday you do five hundred people, yeah. so and it's like, as I said, like it's got two kitchens or three kitchens if you include the supper club kitchen. It was hard work, but you know what? I loved it because there was something going on all the time. How
0: did you get that gig?
1: Uh, the guy Con, who was the my par- he's still my he's my partner now. Uh, he was there was a chef there who was working now. I won't name him because he was like he was really full on tough. But I was I was always known to be tough in the kitchen anyway. Yeah. But then um, I'd play golf with Con because um, golf my thing I love it so are you good? Uh, I, I, I I love it like, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that I can go out and pl- I play down the coast um, at a place called The National it's on the coast there it's just heaven It's uh, so you get there and you don't think about you don't think about work or anything like that yeah. and so for me it's like and I'll say this now, the people that I've met playing golf have in, have inspired me more in my career than what people who I've met in my career with. Business
0: guys. Yeah, guys. yeah, business
1: yeah. guys. People who... A friend of mine, Justin, he's got his own company, he does, makes tools and spanners and stuff like that. He gives me so much insight into stuff like that. Another guy, a friend of mine, Steve, he fixes computers. Or it sounds like he just fixes computers, but he gets, like large, he gets consignments of computers, he fixes them, so... My kids have got Apple laptops and all that sort of stuff and I've got you know, phones and stuff like that. But they give me they they keep me in the ground because they these guys who make a lot of money, but they'll give me advice and I go, Well, yeah, it works for them. Yeah, yeah, They would never they would never in a million years go into a into into their into their business and give somebody a scaffing for 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 that. They go, No, you don't do it like that. Yeah, yeah. And you know,
0: You know the other thing about them people Mm. I've met, I've Mm. managed to meet a few as well over in Australia, mainly, Mm. and I find that they do the numbers, and it works or it doesn't. It's not like a passion thing. Like no, no, no. "No, look, I'm going to get involved in this and I'm going to give it everything I've got and I'll get it to work. They're like, computer says no, yeah, it's not viable. Yeah, so you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: I was working, yeah, I was working at the point, and then Con, we'd I'd play golf with him, and he, he said. Can I catch up I said yeah sure he goes I've got a problem with my chef how do I deal with it he said to me I said so he can't he drove over to, I remember it. he drive I drove over to the uh, the point on his scooter and said I've got this problem with my chef my chef's really mean with people he's not treating people right because the front of the house are scared to talk to him and I'm like okay yeah so he said what would it take to get somebody like you in my kitchen I said well just I, I said I'm happy to do it I said, but this is how I'm going to do it. I said, I don't want you complaining about my hours because at that time I hadn't had, hadn't had any kids, and I was I'd met Simone, and uh, my partner now, and I, I, was, I was I was tired of it. I was tired of I was tired of the same monotony. At the point as as I was doing, because it was like it was a grind. Yeah, you know? yeah, I can. Imagine. And you get to that stage, and you know, you can just see the, the the level of staff that are coming through. You, I wasn't getting any great sous chefs. There wasn't anybody there I could go. You know what? Fantastic. Like the good people that I had with me for two or three, four years, I hadn't got the, that same level with me, and there yeah. were different type of chefs coming through. It's just getting harder and harder. So I said to him, okay, I, I'd love to do it. So I went to the owners and uh, and I said, right, okay. Um, I've had an offer. Do I get a better offer? So it's kind of like, uh. and, and they went, no way, no, you, no, you won't. So I said, okay, and then, unl- unluckily, whether or not it's their their way of saying it or mine, they said, right, you may as well go now. Then so I was like, okay, fine, bang, out of there, and I started at the European. Oh, probably two weeks later, yeah. and then, uh, but eleven years, so I, and eleven happy years. I, uh, <laughs> I've, I've had some. Great times there. I've had a f- few nightmares, but you know what? And and you know the people are fantastic. The staff are fantastic. Was it know? hard
0: to? I know you. You have left. You, you know. I've gone here. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah, we had yeah. a
1: conversation. They wanted me to do you're more. You still involved with? Yeah, the, the a, they're sim. my partners yeah, at, at French Saloon Kirk. So yeah. Con and Josh are my partners there. Con wanted me to do more at the European. So and
0: have and have the, uh, what, what do you mean? Have have the saloon as well? We are, or? We,
1: we're, we're, I have the saloon. So the saloon, French saloon, Kirk's and the, uh, the, the bar next door, the cellar, yeah. they're mine. And I've got, I've got shares in that with Con and Josh who runs the European. So Con and Josh own the European yeah, and the, and the city wine shop and everything else. Yeah, yeah. But when I was at the French saloon, sorry, when I was at European, about four or five years ago, I got a number of consultant jobs where people say, can you come and help me set up my kitchen or help me deal with staff? And I, I do the races out at Caulfield Cup. So they come to me and say, we want the chef to come and sort out the food at at, uh, Black Caviar at at Caulfield, which is their so-called fine dining restaurant, and the committee room. So they they wanted me to be a consultant. So I took that on, and I do a consultancy up in Ballarat at that time. So for the last five years, I've been doing consultant jobs as well.
0: So what? Do, so you went over there and mm. just,
1: you're, what
0: right. a consultant job. What do, what 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 is a consultant job? What, do, so, what does that
1: entail? So for example, if you were to like like when you had Daniel Wilson on, he went to do very well. So the guys that, for example, Caulfield, they Caulfield realized there was a guy, the CEO there, Brody came, asked me if I'd have a look at the menu there because they had a hundred people that were going there for lunch when the races were on, and the, at that stage the food wasn't very good. Yeah. So he'd say. Can you improve the food? I'm like, well, yeah, no brainer. So I go, well, off you go. So I took that on as a consultancy, and for 26 race days a year, you go out and you prepare the food. Or oh, you're there. I'm there. You have to, part of your contract is you have yeah. to be there on the race day. Yeah. But then I would get three or four of my staff who were working at the European to go and do it, and they got paid, and they got paid properly really? because they got paid by the races. So there's no, um, hourly they got the whole thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So they get paid good, good money to go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get the the money ready, and it was good for them because they wanted to earn more money so they could go. I mean, some of them traveling. Were, traveling some, yeah, that's it. So yeah. the kids were going overseas. Everyone's traveling, don't you know, they? Over safe. here, yeah. I need money for traveling. Yeah. 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 So those guys. So and it worked really well for three years. And I'd do the, the European at, at night and stuff so like that, or and I'd fit it around myself, but. The last couple of years, I'd only started doing Saturdays at the races because I didn't need to go out there on a Friday and say, because the guys were out there go well, you know how big the eye fillet's got to be cut, and the carpaccio is the same carpaccio we did two years ago. So they know. They know, you know it's what's going on. Recipe. Yeah, yeah. So the European wanted me to do more because I was spending more time doing, doing consultancy and, and I, that was your own business yeah, yes, yeah, so, uh, yes, my yeah. own company, so my yeah. own company does that, so it's a consulting company is it ex- exec, exec, exec chef, chef. so yeah. and um and uh, and it and it paid essentially exec chef paid uh, with my missus, paid for French saloon because we had the money to do it, and it kind of pays for French saloon Kirk's, so it was there i i I've, for the life of me, I don't want to do service anymore robbie yeah I, yeah. I stand there after thirty five years of calling dockets saying how long can i have the chips at the same time as the steak please give me it at the same time and when i say <laughs> please you can imagine what i'm yeah, really thinking yeah, 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 but for 35 years of cooking a piece of salmon is it crispy skin no it's not you burnt the skin you got kind of 35 years of the same thing and you kind of go you know what there's more to life Definitely. and i think as kids got as the, my kids got up it's significant that Cooper is 10, my, my eldest, and I was 11 years at the point. It's kind of like I had kids when I was at the point, and I did it to sort of have a family and to fit everything else in. And so now I've got a successful restaurant with Kirk's and French Saloon. I've got a successful consulting business. But I did it on my own, and I don't want to be told by anybody, we need you here on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. That's not how I work. I don't do it like that. So with my, I still consult to Caulfield at this time, but it's probably going to finish this year. I've got something else lined up for the next couple of years. That's the thing. I just think maybe coming back to my childhood in Coventry, you just got to just just got to go with the punches. You got to yeah, go yeah. well. It is what it is. I came from nothing. Yeah. I, I live in a good house. I've got a brilliant partner, a beautiful partner who I love very much. I've got three beautiful kids. I, I thank thank goodness, you know, God, whoever it is up there that's the looking out for me. But it's all come down to hard work. Yeah, and for And also, sure. and being able to do what I need to know. But, I mean, I've travelled the world with cooking. Yeah. You know, cooked in the US, cooked in France, cooked in UK, back there. My, I've been on the BBC. My mum was proud. She was crying and stuff. <laughs> I had my own TV show. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Want, I just
0: I want to go a bit more yeah, on, we'll this, on, the, the, on this exact shift because I'm really interested in the in that crossover, you know, you know, I kind of, I'm I'm going through that at the moment. The the truth is I'm kind of going through that at the moment. I love the, I love the business, our business. And I, I, I I plow everything into it, but I definitely recognize that I need a second revenue stream. Definitely. And, the podcast is one of the reasons yeah. is yeah, sure. to try and get my name out there yeah. and to you know and make contact. You won't
1: make any money out of this, no, though, but, know, you've got to, but but you'll be able to sell it long term. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Just to get your I name out there it. and all. That, just, yeah. You know,
0: uh, otherwise you just sat there waiting for it to come up. Who well, knows? Profile
1: who'd... is the thing. So yeah. I, and I say this to everybody: like, I, I'm not I'm not a great cook. Not, my, Todd is a better cook than me. Like you know, but I own the restaurant. Yeah, so yeah. the profile is my restaurant needs to be. People need to think about my restaurant when they're walking past it and go, Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. So yeah. that's why we do the Noosa Food and Wine Festival. You know, you get up on stage and you've got to cook for two hundred people who have, got, who have really got—they're just sitting there because they've got nothing else to do. <laughs> so you get up there and you go, "Okay, this is the whip Codro or this is the Yarra Valley caviar or this is the Hiramasa kingfish you're doing." They go, "Oh, that's great. It looks nice. Thank you very much. See you later." And you go, "That's it." So that's <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. But when they come down to Melbourne, they might go,
0: "Oh, there's that. Ian. That's exactly. that Ian's restaurant. Yeah yeah, 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 Let's go on there." That's it. And people. He
1: was go a nice guy. Do, yeah, he was a nice guy. He was funny. And yeah. he, I've seen him on TV. And that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Profile
0: but sorry again I'll keep cutting you off but yeah, the, exec, the exec chef thing mm. with a with consultancy so you, you, you know you've got to be there for a certain day you, they'll say okay do you have to do the food cost do you have to find the suppliers do you have to go in and ensure the, and most show the part, dishes you start off like
1: that so yeah. basically for example my, one of my best one of my, not a, he's not a hero I, the guy that runs the um, one, of my, my, one of my jobs is I, I look after the food at Craig's Royal Hotel yeah now the guy there john finning he's um he he renovated craig's royals it's a forty one room hotel he is uh, founded in eighteen sixty he took over like something that was so run down he spent like a lifetime's work renovating this place and it is it is immaculate right the four poster beds in every room, Lossetane in the bathroom. It looks fantastic. And he asked me, because he used to go to the European, he used to like the vibe that we did and the way we did things. And he said, can you can you have a look at the um, the food for us? So I said, yeah, I'll mentor their chef. So we came up, we took Simone up to the hotel and you could just see the amount of care and love he's got for his hotel. And you go, yeah, why not? And so I've been there, I think it's four or five years now. So, I mentor their chef. It's like, there's no, and you know what it's like. If I came into your uh, into your business, and said, "Hey, Robbie, I don't like your charcuterie." You go,
0: "I don't yeah, care." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, oh, for sure. You know. It's a gradual thing, yeah, isn't it? That's it. So you got yeah, to yeah. let
1: people trust you enough to go. I get it. How about you doing it like this? And yeah. Yeah, and and it, and it grows from there. It's not like. And the worst thing is when you are doing a consultancy, and I turn down so many because do I don't really? want to do it because I know what's happening because I, I don't want to say can you come fix my business? The head chef's an idiot and, you know, and you go on and go in and go, no, it's not for me. I don't want to get involved in that type of thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And but you've got to look at a space and go, yeah, I like this. I like the energy that these people are giving me. And I, to to this day, John and his wife, Mary, they've put so much money and also they're, I mean, they don't make that much money out of the hotel, but they, they. it's just beautiful. That That's they're, great they're, advice. They're and, and you kind of, you build with people what you want to do, and I've been lucky enough to to have a consultancy at, at the racing club. I've been five years. This will be my fifth carnival this yeah. year. I've been doing Ballarat for the last, I think, four or five years. Yes, it, I mean it's facilitated me getting out of doing service, and and that, but it's the natural progression. Nobody wants to see another chef at fifty-five shouting at an apprentice, and so and I, I don't need it. I just I don't have the patience for it anymore, and you know. I want to see my kids. I've yeah, got a 10, yeah. seven and three year old, yeah. you know? And I, and I remember, I remember a very sad story about people, th- of chefs now, I mean, luckily now on the f- iPhones, you can look at people and you can see your kids before you used to ring them up and wish them good night, And yeah. you'd be like, it's heartbreaking for some oh, people go, man. imagine what it's yeah. like for a chef to party who's got two kids. He's on 800 bucks a week and he's, he's got to, he's got to listen to me. say, where's the chips? Come on. You know what i mean yeah nah. no, I and i don't it. want to do it anymore yeah, I, yeah. so for me luckily i've got the french saloon and i can go in there and, and those like todd and the crew and their miles and all the guys who are in there they, they're into it but that's the progression for them and my job for them as is my consultancy to keep them stimulated enough to go right in six months time there's bit, there's i get offers for a restaurant and I'll say, I'll talk to them and go, you want to do this? And they'll go, no, I don't want to do that or I don't want to do a hotel kitchen or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and, and as things come and go, it comes and go. you look at it and go, yeah, that's good. I'm I not. like
0: I like that what you're saying there. Like you go in and you get a feel of the place. Like yeah. you're not just money grabbing.
1: Th- but there's no point yeah. because if you yeah, chase yeah. my, and, and this is something I, I learnt very early on in the piece. If they can pay you a lot of money for doing something, they're not they're not doing the right thing about their business. Yeah. So, I mean, I say. I say to Todd and the crew, we, I can pay you this. I've got no problem with them if they want to go out and do like, you know, we used to call them foreigners back in England and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, Ke- jobs. You know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. If they want to go out and do like things like the races or come and work for me up in Ballarat on their days off and stuff like that, I've got no issue with paying them for that. But I can only pay them five days a week out of seven and the other two days is their, ideally their days off. Yeah. If they want to earn money, like I had to earn money when I was in London and work two jobs, that's what happens. And that's the thing. Consulting, all it is, you're doing three or four different jobs. Yeah. So, towards the end of it, it's like towards the end of, um the end of the European? I couldn't do any more there for them, and they realised. I mean, they would have like if I, if I'd have carried on, they would probably sack me anyway. But the reality of it is like because you were doing less and less. Yeah, yeah. yeah and also, yeah. I don't want to. It's not. I, I don't. I want to see my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of and of if I'm getting paid, the same. To do a consultancy job where I'm I'm hands on maybe one day a week as opposed to doing 50 hours a week at somewhere Then it's and it's my right to want to do that yeah, yeah. And I built my profile I didn't go to a public, public relations expert to build my profile and I didn't do books where I'm like So I'm swallowing around I don't do I don't do dancing with the stars or anything like that to do that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. But I built it on the fact that I've made my own decisions And I, I Hard work no. Well, yeah, hard work, and also coming from my background, yeah, I've been very lucky to choose choose wisely when it comes to my missus, and she's she's beautiful, and I love her to death. But I, I look at it and go, well, you know, that's this is the life I I, I chose. I don't want to be dictated to by somebody else. If someone says to me, you need to be here every Friday and Saturday night, and I go, well, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't need to be. Okay. But I train my, I train this. That's why I train the sous chefs, and towards the, the last. You look at things differently. It's a different perspective as opposed to people go, oh, I had a great butcher there, Simon. He's fantastic, amazing. He he did all the meat thing. I put him in that position. So I'd wander around. Everybody okay? Yep, good. All right, good. Check my emails, wander around, have coffee, chat to somebody. That was my job.
0: But people might think, oh, That looks, you know, he's not doing anything. But Yeah, yeah, but put all these pieces in in place.
1: Hospitality is all about people. Yeah, there's no no difference as opposed to.
0: Look, everyone's getting on. There's no one fighting each other. All the GP's good. All the you know, it's not by it's not by accident. No, that's not.
1: And uh, and, uh, you know, restaurants have changed. Like ten years ago, it would be you and your missus could open a restaurant. You do the BYO. You could you could do the books yourself. Now with Bass and all that sort of stuff and all that, you need accountants, you need people saying you should be making more money. But in restaurants, you, you can't make more money if you're competing with, with Tippo or Embla or, or whoever it is. They're all along your the way, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Then, and you're, they're all around there and you kind of, you're offering a product. All it is is though for people. Nothing makes me happier than they say, oh, the front of house staff were really onto it last night. Yeah, good yeah, people. Yeah. And that's the thing. We employ good people. And f- to have good people in your kitchen and in your restaurant, you've got to treat them well. Yeah. You've got to treat them with the respect that, that you would expect for them to give to you. Of course, the odd one's going to sneak through. But also, the same in the kitchen. If you get a dickhead in the kitchen, it's going to create more problems. Definitely. Best get rid of them early. Straight away. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I would, have been a, I would say now that the person that I was at places like the point or rhubarb, yes, a good cook, not a good boss. Yeah. Now I'm a better boss. Because I understand a whole lot more. And also, when you've got a lot of money on the line at your own restaurant, you try, you, 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 your whole perception of everything changes. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
0: It's, a, it's a hard game, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a hard yeah. game. It's a- and
1: I don't see the point of me standing in a kitchen, like cooking another steak and putting it on the plate, going, well, look at me, guys. You I'm know, drawing a wage. I would much rather spend time out at Ballarat listening to somebody like John teaching me. He teaches me business advice, like I was saying about Steve and yeah. Justin before, and I get more out of that than saying, you know, wow, you know, look at me. Oh, I, I did this whipped Codro and I shaved some Bataga over it. Oh, what a wonderful human I am. It's not about that for at all. It's more about interacting with people and they'll turn around and say, okay, both Justin, John, all those people have been in my restaurant. They go, yeah, it's good. Nothing makes me happier than they've been in my restaurant. I very rarely get people complaining about going into French saloon or even Kirk's because it knows where it is in the the scheme of things. The market, yeah. It doesn't go out there to do – we're not fermenting anything and all that sort of stuff, which is great for those other places that are. It's not, that's not. It's not. Not what we do. Yeah. So we we know what we are. And our benchmark is and how we are, and that's that's where we stick to.
0: I think that's really important. Like what you're saying there, you've got to know where you are in yeah. the market. You've yeah. really got to know where. And anyone that is thinking about starting a business, like it's really tough. But you've got to you've got to be honest with yourself, and you've got to know where you are in the market. You'll
1: like this story. Like there's a we get approached by all the time. Like people want to put like stuff on the menu. Go. Oh, how about you using this? And so I'd say to Todd about Barramundi. I said. Why have we got barramundi on the menu? Because it's not one of my favourite fish, I must admit. Yeah. So I said, Why have we got barramundi on the menu? There's, there's no barramundi swimming down the Seine in, in Paris. I said they don't do it. I said it's a French saloon. The name should have given it away. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it, I get it. All right. So sure enough, about six weeks ago, and I'll all be, be going on to it. I said it's it says the French saloon. I said it's not the Cairns saloon. It's the French saloon. You get that? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. I keep going on to him about it. So of course, six weeks ago, as an owner. The people from Humpty Do come in and said, will you put the barramundi on the menu? I said, oh, no, I don't want to do it again. We'll give you a really good price. So I said to Todd, I ring, him, ring Todd up. I said, why haven't we got barramundi on the menu? And he's like, what? What am I listening to here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've got to, have it, you've got to have the laugh. But, exactly. But it's not on the menu. But then, but, uh, I said, uh, but, and that's the thing. You've got to treat your staff how you want to be treated. Definitely. And, and you, but you know what in our industry? you learn pretty quickly. You're going to get shafted. You're going to get ripped off. You're going to get people who, you know, you turn up for work on a Monday, and never replaced you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a classic. You walk in and go, who's that? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I need to see you in the office. No, who's that guy there? with got, <laughs> got his name on his jacket. What, what's he doing there? And you go, uh, 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 I worked at a place here in in, uh, in Melbourne, but I remember walking in this one Monday morning. Did that happen to you? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah it it's happened twice to me now. So you walk in, and uh, I was working with a guy called Harry, who, Harry Lollo, works, uh, he's fantastic, Harry. But then we were, he was, I was chef and he was sous chef at this place in Montalban. And when this guy had, had replaced everybody. We knew it was going to happen at some stage. Yeah. But we turned up this one Monday morning and then they go, oh, there's a new chef in there. So we go in, as you do, you pick up your knives and Harry's, I think either Harry or myself have thrown salt in the stock or <laughs> put, run our fingers through the brulee and the lemon tart that's yeah. in the thing and in the end it was like, oh, it's funny. Cause then, but... That's the industry. They were the yeah. bad old days, but yeah, that was yeah. before the point and all that sort of stuff. So
0: It's hard though. It's hard to get screwed. But you also do a lot of charity, heaps of charity, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I think I, my... my it, it, I, I don't get off on it, but I, I believe that you kind of... You reap what you sow. And also Simone, my partner, she will say to me all the time, things happen for a reason. So when... I've always worked with uh, ovarian cancer or like I I, I enjoy working with St. Vincent de Paul and stuff like that and also teaching like over at Osnam House teaching people how to like cook and who are like ex-drug addicts or alcoholics or whatever just to give them that sort of, you know, just give them a bit of a leg up. You don't have to give money. I mean, I don't give people money on the street. So here's my thing. I don't give anybody money on the street but I'll help If you said to me, you ring me up and say, Curls, I need I need a hundred bucks so I said, All right, fine. Are you gonna give it me back? Probably not, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You'd you'd want it to come back. So I mean I don't want anybody I don't want Matt Wilkinson <laughs> all this sort of ringing me up now and <laughs> yeah, going, Give me some money. Yeah, yeah. That's not what it's about. But it's I don't want to give it, I d I wouldn't give a beggar on the street money because yeah. I don't think it should be like that. But I think you could give back. I think you can do something. Like we do a we're doing a charity cook off soon, um for, to, to raise money for kids in India and all that sort of stuff and, and all that sort of stuff I like I like having the opportunity to do that yeah yeah if it's, I can fit that in fantastic. you'll do it yeah yeah
0: and that thing about you saying about teaching alcoholics and drug addicts and that what's that one called <laughs> uh,
1: that was when I was working for St Vincent they, we used to go over to a little house in Fitzroy and it was funny because they were there were 12 guys who were like not locked in they could go in and out but they would get tested in the, oh yeah you know, so yeah, St yeah. Vinny's used to look out for them so it was a uh, like a halfway house. So yeah. if they did their time there, they could go on the housing list and they could go out and do it. But they would get tested every day yeah. for no drugs, no alcohol. So I'd go over there and sit around a big table, a bit like this one here. Yeah. And I'd make a risotto with all the stuff that was in their um, fridge and stuff like that. And, it, and I honestly, you, you'd make a, an omelette, they'd eat it, like three of them would sort of like still sort of be detoxing and go, they wouldn't even talk to you. They were like, like sort of like zombies. Two of them would go, oh, yeah, that was okay. Three of them would talk your ears off because, you know, hey, how you going, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Two of them would ask you for a job, and then there'd be one of them who was like, you kind of go, yeah, I didn't like it. You go, what? What do you mean you didn't <laughs> like it? No, I didn't like it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so you have this, and if your skin's thick enough to take it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was great. And I got, you know, Judy Crow from Western Plains Port, She gave us, like, she still gives uh, some, it's like, Product now that they can use and stuff, like that. and I just love that sort of stuff. And you can you, that perpetuates. Yeah, you know,
0: I I, I you know. couldn't agree more. Honestly, yeah. I couldn't. Uh, no, what fun. about Jamie? Did you do some stuff? Yeah,
1: in- yeah. I was Jamie's ambassador here for the uh, Good Foundation, which is um the thing that they set up there to do his Jamie's meals and stuff like that. You know, nice guy, full of good intentions. the The, the only thing there, it, it kind of gets hijacked a bit with media and stuff like that. So you turn around, and you go right, Jamie's Ministry of Food's coming to Sydney. So they up you go, you flop up to Sydney, you're doing a cooking thing and you do his little burger recipe and they think Jamie's coming. Because at no stage do they turn around and go, well, we couldn't get Jamie, Curly's going to step in. (laughs) So they all turn up going, where is he? Where is the cheeky chappy? (laughs) And then they get Curly from Coventry. You go, oh God. It's close. He's the CC cheeky chappy, I'm Curly from Coventry. And they go... Oh, we want Jamie. <laughs> <So you're there. laughs> oh God! And I'm going, bit cringy. I can, I can talk like him. You know, I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I can't ride a scooter. So they go and they go. No, it's so, was it so, a bit cringy though? Were you well, like... you're kind of like out there and you're teaching people like this is supposed to be healthy in the way you're doing it. Now, yeah. my in my one mind, I think, yep, this is a great idea. This is fantastic. Yeah. On the other hand, I walk through some of the supermarkets and I see the magazines and I see what's on the front of the magazines and it's what and it's being endorsed by Jamie I think maybe that's not quite as healthy as it should be so you kind of like you're at that, that yeah tipping point kind of thing so yeah. you kind of go well you know what so I, I kind of don't do them anymore yeah but it's more the fact that now with um, international stuff, like I've done a couple of things now in India and a couple in China, so that's that's been good fun, you yeah. know. And and what you
0: about the battle
1: soldier on? Oh, soldier on! Soldier no, so on. Well, they're they're from ret- they're returned servicemen who have come back from you know they're over there in um they're over there in a, in a war and stuff, like that. and they get back. Of course, they've been soldiers their whole life. Yeah. So what do you do when you got no leg and arm anymore? Yeah, so yeah. I did a dinner up in um in Queensland uh, last year and they were it was the Ingl- the British soldiers playing the Aussie soldiers at golf. and It's amazing. You you'll see an, a British soldier and these are guys that have been like, you know, Afghanistan they've all that been sort there, of stuff, haven't yeah. They've been they're, there. 20 years ago, they've lost an arm and a leg and all that and they these are all Scotty from the first Fusiliers of the Scottish Guards and you can see that they've had a hard life yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. They've, you can look yeah. into
0: people's eyes like yeah, that. Yeah. They've
1: seen shit that yeah, you can only That's right. And you then know. you look at it and you kind of go, right. And then they were playing golf and it's like we were up at in Noosa, we cooked a dinner. It's just beautiful. And then you see these guys and the camaraderie because they've all been in that situation. Yeah, yeah. They've all been under fire and like, And you think they've been in places that, 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 that there's no I mean, you think when you're on a Saturday night and you're getting, it, you're copping it, and you think this is tough. And, and you know you see people crying all the time and all that. Yeah. You think it's a bit different when you got somebody you like trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it all capture you and yeah, chop your head off, that's it. And then you see these guys who are like, honest to God, we they take their physically take their legs off yeah, so and leave them next to the table where they're having their beer, and you're sitting there talking to them, and you, and you go. Oh, so this is something you don't see every day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. So we were at the golf, we were at the golf thing playing golf with them, and then are uh, we cooking the dinner? And then honestly, you take the, you got the legs off, and they've got the golf shoes on these artificial legs, and they put a, a new pair of legs on, on With the, the well, trainers yeah. on, you go, <laughs> wow, yeah, they puts in perspective. Yeah. The, the, the but coming, that great. It's coming, aren't yeah. It? Invictus it's, is coming yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Prince yeah, ha- uh, Harry, is yeah, yeah, Prince yeah. Harry, he's like yeah. a big part of all yeah, that, isn't that's it? And also, he's doing yeah. that
1: next year, so that would be fantastic. But you know, you you can you could end up doing do good for everybody for three hundred and sixty five days a year. So yeah. the, we choose now what it is, and the the only reason I got given the TV show was the because convict, of my convict, yeah, was the kitchen? conviction kitchen, kitchen? was because yeah. of the charity work I'd done and I'd been doing these things, and somebody had said to the producer, "You should have a look at this guy. He's." He's tough, but he kind of like gets it. Yeah. So, and luckily, you know, that worked out really well for me. It was so, a good show. Yeah, it, it was, was. Good, good fun. But I mean, obviously, it was it was a, it was based on a Canadian one. Oh, was but, it? I yeah, didn't there know was a that. Canadian one, but it's a uh, he um, he took these these convicts to a farm and they killed a sheep and all. That. And then they gave me the video of it or the CDs of it back then to have a look at it and to go right. So this is this is the this got its based on. Can you go and have a look at it? So I looked at it, and I rang on and I said, I ain't killing no sheep, you know? <laughs> so they go, no, no. So it was like gentrified, but it, it was good. Yeah, but yeah. But originally, at one stage, I wasn't going to do it because I was thinking, it's reality TV, the MasterChef thing was done. I'd done a couple of, like, guest judging on MasterChef and all yeah. that sort of stuff, and I thought, oh, no, this is... It just... You don't want to be that person, you don't know? want to be the... Oh, God, this is horrible. A bit cringy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and... Um, and I, I was playing golf with a guy called John Valmorbida, who run Lovato at that stage. He's got like a big company, like, you know, just. And he, he gave me the advice. He said, You'd be stupid to turn it down. He said, It's television. He said, y- you, If you were to put that, the dollars, thing, he goes, It's worth millions of dollars. He said, Because you being on television, that's money, that is marketing. That's yeah. all it is. He goes, Basically, television shows. All they are is to fill in the gaps between the adverts. the, the, ad, yeah, the adverts. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "You're filling in the gaps," to you as your brand, is Ian Curley brand, which has helped me now later on in life. Yeah, he said, it, "It's worth a lot of money to you." So in the end, I went, "Okay, I'll do it." And luckily, it came out. I, I had a lot of control menu wise of what I wanted to do. I didn't want to just do pizzas and go, but do a burger and shout at them. Yeah, and I said to him, "I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be that guy in the kitchen." I got to cho- choose my own sous chef, who's a good friend of mine. And, he, you know, he's fantastic. And we had we had good fun doing it. You chewed yourself. yourself. Do
0: you feel like you chewed yourself? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I,
1: I, I started the first day. It took me about half an hour to realize. Because I, I, when they started filming, I, I, did, I, I for some reason, I didn't think they were filming. They said, all right, so we're going to start on this date. And off we go. So we sat down in the, in the supper club up, up at um, the European. And they said, right, OK. So just tell us your name. So I'll go. Uh, my name is Ian Curley. And they go, okay, right. <laughs> right. I go, what? They go, do it again. So honestly, after about an hour, they go, listen, you're not Ray Winston. Stop thinking you're Ray Winston. Because I was like, oh, my name's Ian Curley and all that. <laughs> and, they, and after a while, they go, you can't put it on you can, because you'll get fanned out really quickly. Yeah. So whatever you try to be on television, you might get away with it for a half a show or a whole show. But if you're doing an eight series episode or whatever it is, or eight episodes in a series, you got, you're going—they're going to find out. So, and also, I was much more comfortable in the kitchen. The worst part is when you're walking around and they're going, "Right, we want you to walk from from the train station or the airport to the taxi." You kind of go, "Okay." So you think you can do that, but then you walk, walk around looking at the sky to go, "Can you stop looking at the sky?" And then you or somebody attractive walks past, you look at them and go, oh, "Oh, yeah, oh, whatever." Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Why have you got sunglasses on? I'm like. It's sunny. You can't see your eyes. Put, take the sunglasses off. You can't go, well, I'll see. So, yeah, you, yeah, you know. yeah. so yeah. I did it. They looked after me, and I got some good advice from, uh, uh, from a, a, an agent back then. He said, now, when they want you, a TV series or the channel, they will do anything for you. They'll fly you up and down the country and all that. He said, when they want you, that's your time to go in and say, I want this, this, and this. He said, after it's done, they won't even return your phone call. I said, "Really?" He goes, "You'll see." So we did the TV thing, and like you said, he went, "Okay." They said, "Thanks very much." It's in a can. And I said, "Are we having a rap party?" No. Nope. You can have a drink over at the pub. We're done. Say you. Bye. And that- I was like, "Wow!" Everybody went off. Everybody went. You went, "Wow." Oh, okay. And that was it. That was it. See you later. And uh, there was talk about doing another one, and I said, "Well, that'll be fun." if we can do it in melbourne they go oh no we wouldn't get it in melbourne because there's no way you'd have access to the criminals and all that sort of stuff and it was a different type of thing so i'm like <laughs> criminals aren't good enough in melbourne no, well where yeah. well, you don't get the access to what they've done and all, and I, and in the end i was like i don't want to travel that much anymore yeah, and yeah. the problem is the travel is the thing that when with consulting they'll say to you cuz i'm up in sydney and back brisbane and canberra now and all that sort of stuff you got to go right i'm on the road you miss the kids that way, yeah. but it's now it's either that or you stand in the kitchen and yeah. give it to somebody and kind of it's not it's not. We were away this year in holiday and we my kids were we were in the kids club in Thailand, and my youngest my eldest daughter's was like, oh what's that? I said table tennis table and she goes, can we play? So we started playing it. Obviously she's hopeless, yeah. so she'll she'll listen to it and a go, was that? But she's yeah, she's a beginner. Yeah, but she was doing it all wrong. I'm like coops what are you doing she's like well I, I said we've got a table tennis table at home we just don't use it she goes really so we play now like w- once a day w- oh, and, yeah and it's amazing how much more she gravitates to me now right that she'll because we've got this one-on-one thing your that, thing yeah and the, the middle one doesn't do it with me and, and we've got to find something for the middle one and the three-year-old's like she she's just yeah, well, rampant right. hell's angel but um it's that thing now with with my eldest daughter, Cooper, who's ten. We have this daddy and me time, that I don't. I I see it now, and my missus will say to me, "You, you, you." She said she asks about you when you're not there. Like before, they would never. They would. I'm at work. I is at work? She'll she'll say, "When's daddy coming home? Or when when we when can we catch up and all that sort of stuff?" Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's that that's the stuff you don't replace you can you can never replace that one-on-one stuff and even this father's day i got a card off the mall and they're saying thank you for teaching us to play table tennis and you know because i got an electric scooter that my mate got me and then she goes out and that she's like it's just those things that you kind of go that's what it's about that's it's not doing 400 for for dinner and saying you know look at me i'm amazing and all that no it's it's the kids that you turn around and if you can teach those to be good humans that's that is essentially you you've succeeded that's your legacy you know? that's it
0: that's I, honestly yeah. i was that, i couldn't that's exactly right yeah. all them achievements mm. in the kitchens yeah. and start this that mm. the other but i like i couldn't agree with no. you more that, to have a good relationship with your child and a, create a good yeah. human who cares for other yeah, people right. who understands empathetic yeah. you know all these kind yeah. of good good morals that's who you, that's just an you know, that's who you are you know, and that's your that's, I couldn't agree more that, I said I totally to agree kids, on that 100%. I don't
1: want you to grow up like me I said I, I want you to have the opportunity to be able to go you know what I can't get a job I want you to be able to say I've got a choice of jobs this is what I want to do I yeah. said if you don't want to be doctors lawyers, nurses if they, you know, as long as they're not working as a chef in a kitchen because I've got three daughters and I, I don't care what anybody says about the equal opportunities not the same I was out at dinner last night there was a seafood dinner and there was like 24 chefs last night, not one female there. Oh, there's a blogger. And they go, and, the, and you look at it and go, our industry's still so far behind. Yeah. But then as I said to the person there, we've, we've got good female chefs out there. There's amazing they But they're, they're not going to go, Oh, I'd love to go for dinner with twenty-four yeah, other guys. Like me, They're go, you know yeah. what? No way. I'd yeah, go. Cool,
0: yeah, we have some fantastic female chefs. Yeah. I've worked yeah. some of the best chefs I've worked for, and yeah. I love having yeah. female chefs. Yeah. So yes, I'm going to wrap this up. I've got a few yeah, good. quick, quick okay. questions.
1: Good. Chelsea or QPR? Chelsea, hundred yeah, percent. I'm a Chelsea sport. Look at the yeah. football there. Yeah, yeah. Always love it. Since my uh my thing was the guy you used to play for me, Ian Hutchinson. I used to think I was Ian Hutchinson. Did so you? I used to have a big throw-in. So how long you followed them forever? Oh forever. I since nineteen sixty eight 70, when we won the FA Cup against Leeds. Yeah. So I remember Ian Hutchinson scored the equalizer. So it's big big long throw in, played number ten. I used to think I was Ian Hutchinson. Yeah. <laughs> Same name. Never never Coventry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, um, Rude Huller. I used to love watching. Yeah, you, oh, that yeah was, he was. I thought yeah, he was class. Zola was the thing, but then, Zola, yeah.
1: but classic of classic of classics. And there's the thing about management. A classic, somebody we would love and revere, Zola, gets to be our manager, gets treated like an imbecile. <laughs> good, good advert there for chef's of parties and sous chefs. Not being head chef is not always a good thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Pickled eggs or jelly deal. Uh, I think pickled eggs, just for the simple fact, jelly deal was always that like London wide boy type thing, and I could never get my head. I can't, I can't. I can't do jelly. I don't understand the whole. Like Even the, in
0: pork pies, don't like uh, it. yeah,
1: that's okay, but then you kind of any, everything wrapped in pastry and breadcrumbs yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. But jelly deals, no, I could never do it. I think pickled eggs, just for the simple fact, jelly, no, it's like aspic. It's like <laughs> gives me gives me goosebumps thinking about aspic when I was at school, just to drive me insane.
0: Mash or chips
1: oh it's a hard one we only i only do um i only do um fresh potatoes i don't do frozen chips so i'd have to say chips because it's my thing about i think it sends a message out to you, to the restaurant of what you're doing if you serve frozen french fries it's too easy. Open yeah. the bag, throw skin it in Skin on fry. or skin off when you do your got to skin on. You've got to have skin off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, you, I'm from Coventry. This, this, yeah. this is proper, mate. Yeah, you know? I love it with the skin on. Oh. I don't
0: know. It's, it's much better. I, I much have better. this
1: uh, I have this ongoing love affair with the potato, and I think... And also, the ones I get up in Ballarat at Craig's Royal, I reckon they're the best potatoes in the country. Oh, are, are Do
0: you know, you know Jaunesies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're Blue yeah. Moons. Yeah. Uh, there is... Honestly, for me... Everyone's got their own favourites, and I'm not no. knocking your own no. one or whatever. No. But then, blue moons from from Jonesies are just off the ch- yeah. for me. Are just yeah. off the chart. I, I, love, I a love, good potato yeah. is
1: something special. Man. Oh well, you sit there and you can. You, I I could sit there with a plate of chips and like malt vinegar. I like it. And it just, yeah, it just have, it just gives me so many memories of me as a kid and wet newspaper and going to the yeah. chippy and the scratchings that I used to go yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. I go, that's it. And people go. Oh, you're old I said so. but no you don't understand you'd listen to mute, the, the songs that you listen to and it's the memories of food gives you the memories and you sit yeah. there and I can remember having bone marrow salad with um Fergus I remember eating turbot and black pudding with Mitch Tonks and I think to myself yeah th- these are special moments there are special moments that you have it's like you rem- you remember I remember having dinner at the when I met Simone and it was like just Incredible, and you kind of go, That's fantastic. Talk Men, about
0: black pudding, turban black pudding. I ha- we had the black pudding last night, it was, yeah. that, it was yeah. you know, what it tasted. And this is a positive, by the way, and it, it tasted like a butcher shop, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah,
1: but we make our own, So yeah, we're, yeah. we're lucky. It was, so. it was very like, mm. um, we make mm. one as well, yeah,
0: but I was a bit more moussey. Yeah, no, no cream, but yeah. just a little. A bit more fruity, a bit more sweet, well, and what, I do get criticised a little yeah. bit for that. But I, I love it. One of it. my
1: things when I first came over to over here, I made black pudding at um, at uh, rhubarbs, and I used to do so much apple and stuff through it, and I used to make it.
0: We do it with raisins, with sultanas. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
1: We ma- I n- normally do it with you know with apple and stuff, and uh, we started making it, and it was the first time in the Good Food Guide. I myself and my one of my best friends, Andrew Blake. He had Blake's down at Southgate. Oh, he's Cape. got the outside caret, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Blake yeah is good because yeah, yeah. he's my, been my best friend forever. We play yeah. golf every week and we argue about everything. It's fantastic, yeah. like two old men. So we were going for the good food guide was coming out, and I had rhubarbs at that time, and he had Blake's, and we'd been in everything, like given, we'd been got great reviews, the whole thing. So we're thinking, right, we, this is going to be, I'm going to finally going to get a best new restaurant or a hat and all that. Both of us got shafted. <laughs> And in this review, Rita Ehrlich writes, uh, another casual bistro making their own black pudding. And uh, I was like, we were, we were killing the pig to get the blood. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm like, what would she know? And, and then years later, I did a dinner at Circa, and she was the MC and the comp and I just gave to her. Just very subtly, I'm like, oh, no, I remember this review, and I got the review, and I read it to her, and she was, like, looking at me going... Oh God. So and I sort of <laughs> back. I sort of got a humiliator in front of everybody so at yeah. said it was like, it was good. So but you know, I love black pudding. I love the thing there's technique to it. There's a, oh. there's a great technique to it. I'll, that's the thing. There is a technique to simple food. For sure. But you gotta look at it and go, there's something about choosing good quality beef and going, you know, this you're not gonna get anything out of rubbish. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you gotta have a good quality steak, go, Yeah, that's that's quality. Love yeah. it. It was beautiful. It yeah. was really beautiful. Good.
0: Um Cup of tea or a cup of
1: coffee? Uh, I'd say a coffee in the morning. We'll have one in the morning and then a cup of tea in the afternoon. But yeah, occasionally, it depends. If I'm, if I'm lagging behind a bit, meetings is always coffee because it kind of like it sets the benchmark. Cup of tea kind of sends a strange message. For some reason, I, I always think that they, they've got one over on me. If everybody's having a coffee and I go, I'll have an English breakfast, they go, what? <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's, it's a throwback to my, my <laughs> Britishness. You know? Roast beef or roast chicken? Ooh, see, see, I'm a roast... we do a roast chicken at the French Saloon. I reckon it's the best and fantastic. I love the crispy skin of it. I love the sharing part of it. Look, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the roast chicken that they do at what the French chicken Saloon. What you use? Todd gets them. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I'm not going to name the name because they yeah. don't do anything for me. But what I am going to say is, like, for example, Aura King and Hiramasa, they look after me. If I do a charity function. Oh, they'll hook you up. Oh, yeah. They'll say, okay. Um, How much do you We'll want? give you three, two or three free fish or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they help yeah. me out that way. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say I don't do anything for nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see the point of me putting a label on a menu for someone to expose, for them to be great. They should get some love, but they get I get it by putting it on the menu. If I do the right thing and look after their product, then I don't believe if I'm not getting paid for it, they should get paid either. Yeah, no, that's, oh, and, that's... and people go, but I'll say. And then wherever I do it, if I'm doing a charity event for 400 or like I'm doing a curry cook-off with one of the Master Chef contestants, I'll say to the oh, people... Oh, the, the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah Diana yeah, Chan. I'm doing yeah, a thing yeah, against... Yeah. We're going to do something with her. But I'm going to say to all my fish or meat suppliers, if you want your thing on there, you've got to give me the fish. It's charity. So yeah, if they yeah. go, no thanks, that's up to them. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Business till the Roche, end. Well, you know what? It is what it is. And, yeah, and I don't yeah. see why... No, I get it. I don't, and you know, I'm a small restaurant. It's not like it's not like I'm the, you know, the, the 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 guys know that if I'm if I'm doing, you know, something here at French Saloon, I'm gonna, It's going to be on at Caulfield for four or five hundred. They get how it goes. I mean, yeah, yeah. one hand washes the other. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I give them the opportunity. I don't steal from people, so that's it. I, I
0: get it. And then if if anyone does want to does want to come and see, uh, at the, well. At the French Saloon.
1: You I'm maybe around. won't be there. You're around. I'm probably having lunch or dinner. Yeah, and I, yeah. And uh, sitting and arguing with t- uh, Todd or uh, my downstairs cook. What, what's Is the uh, address? Uh, corner Hardware Lane, Little Burke Street. Beautiful. And yeah. it, social medias? Yeah, it's on there. It's on there. You'll yeah. find it. Yeah, you'll find it. I'm like Sheffy and Kern, all the Instagram, which I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I keep pressing the wrong button. And I end up like sending a photo of something to somebody. I'm like how did that happen? <laughs> you know? And I get all these things going, you sent me a photo of a girl with a coffee cup. I'm like, I don't know what that is. You know? <laughs> that's you know all saying? right. That's no, all but right. I love it. And I've been very lucky. And, and, the, and the industry and my job has given me plenty to, uh, I, I look at my girls and go, wow, you know. Yeah. Family,
0: yeah obviously, just by talking the family's a big thing now for you. Huh? It's, well, it's, that's it's, it. You, can't, you yeah. can't
1: do anything else. Like last yeah. night, honestly, I sat there at this dinner and it was a fish dinner and it was great. It was a petuso and Alejandro cooked great food. But I was sitting my, there my thinking, I'm missing out my table tennis with, with Cooper or riding yeah. around a little scooter and stuff like that. And seeing the little one that's three years old, you think, I want. I'm not going to be around forever. Yeah, yeah. And so you want to be able to go. Well, if you can turn them into humans, that go okay. They did the right thing. And hopefully they'll remember you. Like I remember certain things about my dad and my mum. Like my mum, she worked so hard and she's so battled all of her whole life. Kept us clean you know did the right thing my daddy was a bus driver they got divorced early he went on and married different women and all that sort of stuff there's so many things you can delve into it, but you kind of go, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. Not going to be that guy. That's not, that's not what it's about for me. My, as, as a father, you take your responsibilities and also the same as a business owner. Yeah. It should be one of those things. You're not allowed to just walk away from a business without paying your rent. You should pay your dues. Yeah, no, you know? I get it. And honestly,
0: yeah. I really, again, 22, I was 22 years, not as much mm. as your 35, 22 mm. years in the kitchen. My son come and overnight, yeah. I just dropped that and started this because I think it's more important. Yeah, that's course. the reality. Well, that's I think, I think yeah. being home yeah. on a night is, more, is the most important oh, thing it. to And me. I love it to death. Yeah, and, me too. Know, I'm, me I'm too. Very,
1: very, very lucky that they, uh, you know, and, you know, I mean, obviously people's circumstances, I mean, I'm, I, I, we work hard, but you get to a certain point, you go, that was the thing. I didn't, the Euro- I didn't need the European at that time to be doing what they wanted me to do. And I had enough to be able to go, you know what, I'll let somebody else do it. I and mean, yeah. it was, you know, we walk away, I, I had dinner with the, I speak to my partners obviously every other day and, yeah. you know, we argue about costs of goods and food costs and, you know, I say, oh, the chef needs to pay rice, oh, you know, but it is what it is. Well, thank you. Listen, I'm going to wrap this up and thank no, you Thank you very much no, for your time.
0: No, no. and mo- most appreciate it. And for everything you've done for the industry, and, and no, I'm no. sure you've done so much for so many chefs and no, no, you know... No. You shouted out to me and yeah. you've, you've been nothing but great, you know, helpful no, no. and all no, the no, rest of it. And, and
1: ongoing. It'll be, the yeah. good thing is that now look, that we've it'll be good. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do lots of business together. It'll be I hope good, so. Good fun. Yeah. And I,
0: honestly, again, mm. thanks for your time and nothing but the luck with everything and good luck for it. Thanks, Robbie. Thank Cheers, you very much, mate. mate. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please tell a friend or give us a rating or a review on your podcast app. It all helps to get more listeners. Thanks. Until next week, have a good one.